All right, guys, welcome back to the Short Story Long Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Derrickson, joined by my co-host, Andrew Dial. What's up, guys? And a new special guest, Mr. Jeremy Kyle. Hey, guys. So tonight, uh, we've got our obviously our new special guest, Jeremy, on. He is a law enforcement officer, and he decided that he enjoys listening to podcasts and wanted to come answer our questionnaire and do a little talking about his life in general. And he's also a car guy. Happens to be a hell of a car guy. So Um, getting started, I got a couple listener emails to share. So Junior Alsip, uh, he's from Cowden. He says, hello, Dozer and Snap on Sam. I have a few questions for you guys, mostly for Sam because he's the only one I actually know. Hopefully these will help you come up with a theme or topic for next episode. So I thought about like sh- sharing this with you beforehand, but we'll just take this into consideration for a future episode. He wants to know, number one, when did I start with Snap-on? What is my favorite stop for Snap-on? What are some of the logistics with Snap-on? And can you do a burnout in the Snap-on truck? So I'll answer the last one, no, and yes, I have tried in both of my trucks. <laughs> Um, but I'd like to do an episode one time of, you know, just like the ins and outs of snap on, um, and then questions for dozer. Where do you see yourself in the fabricating business in the future? What, what is a career you wish to pursue? What advice would you give to someone wanting to buy a Jeep? So we did kind of a Jeep episode, uh, but maybe we could get a little bit more into it. Um, and then if you choose to read it on the podcast, I would appreciate it. Thanks for reading this junior also. So that was one. And then Steve Mueller messaged in. Um, This is something I'm kind of not fully involved in. But he said, I have a call out for the podcast. I have $500 cash for the highest finisher in a UTV at Ultra 4 Disney Oklahoma race, September 28th through October 1st. He says, I don't care the driver combination. Randy versus Cody. Nate versus Cody. Or Nate versus Randy. Codog versus Codog. I don't care. Randy killed it this weekend as a substitute driver for Cody. After a few adult beverages, a bet has transpired. So short story long is the rest as the referee. So I guess we'll have to watch the Disney race. Okay. And uh, figure I said, so who is exactly all racing? And uh, he says, I'm not really sure, but I think it's going to end up having to be Randy versus Cody. LOL. So uh, you can write that down. We have, $500 cash on the line for a UTV race that's coming up. So Okay. You'll have to send me a reminder and Outlook or something. Okay. Send- I, I kind of have to question the legality of uh, your guys' sports booking at this point. Well, this is, this is simply, from what I understand, it is one individual that is going to pay the winner $500. Oh, so it's just this, more of a cash yeah, pay. We, yeah, we think it- of us as the news network for it. Yeah. We're just reporting on it. But we are media. also strictly media. We're all ref we're also refereeing the winner. So I don't know how we can choose a winner other than the one that physically finishes the race first. But Steve, if you're listening, give us a little bit more. Yeah, directions unclear. <laughs> I would exactly. assume style points will come into play. At Surely. Some point. I, I, would say so. I would say so. Which I'm pretty sure Cody hit the highlight reel at the mud race he went to. Did you see that? I didn't. Uh, I saw a couple of his posts um, on Facebook, but uh, uh, I, I didn't. I didn't see any, anything further. So he uh, his low talent light came on and uh, he wrecked, and then subsequently rolled the side by side that he was racing. So was that the TikTok he sent us? 
I believe so, yes. That didn't look that bad. I was expect when he said he bent the cage, I was expecting like some end over end action or something. Right. Well, in our group message, he's, he said, yeah, I wrecked pretty bad. He said, I went off a jump that everybody said wasn't possible, and they were right. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. So coming up, this episode will be coming out on Wednesday. That following weekend, this weekend, June 23rd through the 25th, is the annual Street Machine Nationals down in DeCoin. I plan on going to that, so I got a little bit of work due to the dart to get it ready to go. Um, so that's coming up here pretty quick. Um, I don't, I've never been, it apparently used to be like a big deal, like party central, like all the, all the boomers would go in their youth when they were our age. Well, they didn't have the internet to make car friends. So they had to go to car, car shows, shows to make car, to make car friends. Well, and that was going to be my question was, are you going to do like a comparison of what it's been in the past? Cause I know, uh, like uh, motorcraft and stuff like that, you know, that's like, that was like a big deal for them. And so, uh, sure, you know, the yeah. roadkill guys would, you know, come up with some sort of janky, you know, piece of shit and drive across the country to try to make the street machine nationals on a couple of episodes. But, but if you don't know, then I don't know. No I've never been. I I, I've just heard stories from all, all the old folks that go all the time. So I heard it used to be pretty rowdy. Yeah. That's what I heard. And and essentially it's the same as a lot of things. Like smartphones and camera phones and the internet have made a lot of fun things not so fun anymore. Um, just because there's a lot of stuff that transpired that you didn't really want to have a record of. So and that's when the pigs get involved. <laughs> exactly. And then so I've I have heard stories of police officers showing up and being persuaded to look the other way with some adult beverages. And that's probably something you couldn't get away with with cell phones nowadays either. So Yeah, well, I had heard stories uh, from, like, Beaver's dad. You know, 30 years ago, they would catch kids with underage alcohol and just take their beer, and they would drink drink the beer they took on the, the way cops, home. The cops would drink yeah. the beer, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, little little story. Back uh, in the days of, uh, you guys remember Indy Truck Bash? I don't even know if it still goes on in import drags. Over like the 4x4 Jamboree? No, no, this was like all like uh, imports, uh, mainly like lowered trucks, stuff like that. It was like in the back of my mini trucking days. In, oh, uh, everybody like I feel like goes through that. I did yeah. once, yeah. So love the mini trucks. I still love the mini trucks, but I just don't fit in them anymore. <laughs> but uh, so uh, after I quit going, my sister actually started going. And uh, so luckily she doesn't listen to this, so I'm not, she's <laughs> not going to hear out. it. But yeah, yeah so uh, apparently she had gotten into a little bit of trouble with some underage drinking over there and mm -hmm. ended up getting warrant to come across my desk one day. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so luckily uh, she was able to get that quashed before she got took to the clank because in, so this would have been out of, um, in, in, out of the state of Indiana. So anytime you have a warrant in another state, you get, held and then uh you have to go through extradition hearings you can't just say okay yeah take me to indianapolis or over to Terre Haute. i mean it doesn't matter that it's an hour away you have to go before a judge the next day two days three days however long it is till that judge is sitting and then you have to sign a waiver of extradition and they get like 10 days to come pick you up good night so, yeah, she would have been sitting for a minute, but luckily she was able to get that. So question. did it come across your desk because it was the same last name, or is it just coincidence? So uh, it may have been. Uh, okay. My uh, family member said, hey, by the way, your sister has a has a warrant. Say what? <laughs> so make a phone call. 
Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, also this weekend is the Pop the Top Car Show in historic downtown Arcola, June 24th, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, they tout it as the coolest car show of the summer with unique handcrafted trophies, door prizes, dash plaques, and more. Pop the Top Car Show is the coolest car show of the summer. Uh, so you can find more information at arcolachamber.com. Um, so then kind of what's new this last weekend was the Teotopolis cruise night. Yes. The car show and cruise night. That was a fantastic turnout. Jeremy, did you go that? I did not. I was, uh, busy in the garage on the Jeep project. Oh gotcha. man. Gotcha. Well, for anyone who hasn't been, I can't imagine someone who lives in this state that listens to this podcast that hasn't been. Except for Jeremy, apparently, but I've been, I have been in the past, okay. uh, and so I have I heard nothing but absolute great things. That, it I was mean, amazing. It, it was a beautiful night for it, but I heard the turnout was just huge, huge it, turnout. The amount of turbo cars there this year was satisfying, triple or quadruple in the past. I mean, old rusty trucks would pull up. You're like, what's this guy doing? Like, okay, like sloppy mechanics is hitting the streets. So there was, yeah, there was one had 37 inch Humvee tires and it was out there just turbo LS just hitting it. So, oh yeah. And I, you know, everybody's like, oh man, he's burning off expensive tires. Like those are military surplus. They're pretty so cheap. If you're going to burn off a 37 inch tire, that's the one to do. That'd be the one to do. So Cody's, they gotta be like super hard as well. So, I mean, they probably they smoke just burn for, burn for days. They did think, smoke good. Uh, Brock Reedy. Is that his name? Yeah. That who. He like he's the one who like took a like a one JZ out of a Toyota and put it in a truck and then put the three four the four point three out of the truck in the Toyota <laughs> and like made people's heads spin. Do you sure. know what I'm talking so, about? So doesn't he have like a, a John Deere Gator bed on the truck and like he drag races it? Is that the same guy? I don't I don't know. I thought there, he had like was, a like a turbo like I thought it was a turbo two J. There was a guy that had oh, like, like one a of those Tacoma? mini. It was, no, it was like one of those mini trucks, like one of those Japanese. Right hand drive mini trucks. Oh no, I thought it was like a like a Tacoma or something, but it, the, the the truck was so small though that he was able to put like a John Deere Gator bed on it. I feel like I remember this. I, I feel like I've seen some videos of him at Gateway or whatever. No, he tuned Randy's Jeep. Okay, but I know there's another guy that you're talking about that had like a little bitty pickup truck yes. with a 2J, and, and it's a, like stupid fast, and a little bitty John Deere bed. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember seeing that online. I thought he'd done a couple of like 2J swaps. I'm sure. I don't know. Probably. But anyway, so everybody that I know kind of went to that down or that T-Town cruise night. It was a really good time. Uh, there was one individual that was barred from returning, unfortunately. He's also a listener. He'll know who he's talking He'll know who's, who we're talking about as soon as he hears it. So following that was the Effin Cars and Coffee that was at the Dietrich Bank parking lot, the, the headquarters there next to the equity. Um, so last month they had it at Firefly Grill. Um, then they initially said, if it takes off, we'll do more, but we're not going to schedule a bunch if it's a dud. Well, it was a huge success at the Firefly. Turns out the Firefly was booked for you know the subsequent weekends following. So they said, we won't have one in June but we'll have one in July. Well, somebody got a hold of somebody else and they ended up having one on Saturday at the Dietrich Bank parking lot. So I went up to there and there was a lady there trying to get one started in Shelbyville. 
and she passed out a flyer for the fly in and car show at the Shelbyville airport. That is July the 8th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Family fun giveaways and food vendors um, with a rain date of the 15th, the following Saturday. So not too far away to go to Shelbyville to see that. But uh, I guess if you got a plane, then uh, you can fly in also. And Dozer said last week he's going to sell all of his car stuff and buy a plane uh, because it'd be more fun than having a classic car. Yeah, it might be more stressful too, though. The maintenance alone. Yeah, who knows? Storage. I feel like if he does that, then he just automatically gets kicked off. Kicked off the podcast? Yeah, I mean. I'd need a new co-host. That's all it takes. Yeah. (laughs) Jeremy will do it. Okay. We could do that. Might have to have it Tuesday nights after tacos or something. Uh, I don't know about that. that. Some of those nights are a little rough. Is that whole stack of stuff you're... I have one left. Calm down. Jesus. Calm down. Um, So we're talking about cars and coffee. The next one will be at the Cluthy Center on July this 22nd. So write that down, put it in your calendars, make it a big deal. Um, this last, this last Saturday wasn't as big as the first one. So I think it was kind of a late notice thing. So getting out ahead of it, July 22nd, Lakeland Cluthy center here in Effingham. Now my next one is just my notes for what's new. Thank you. Okay. Oh, that's not, we haven't even got to what's new. Well, I have a listener email ish <clears throat> is a Snapchat. Okay. Kind, it's a listener feedback. Yes. Yeah, well, kind of. It's from Rebecca Bickle okay. in Wyoming. Uh-huh. I think that's how you say her last name. I call her her wrong last name so many times I don't really remember what her real last name is. Right. So she's been working up a list of ideas. Uh, DIY successes and failures. Rattle cans, sawzall comp cuts, homemade tools, jigsaws. Uh, the future direction of automobiles and technology advancements. Classical mechanic mechanic debates that you'll take to your grave. Magazine subscriptions you grab for or currently get. Uh, always never always never and rule of thumbs. She's an engineer, that's why this is right. so you know technical. Yeah. Uh, never use blankety blank with blankety blanker. Other hobbies that came to fruition because of wheeling or wrenching. And there's probably been a lot of that. A lot of people met. And uh, stuff you wish you had time and space for. That last one is basically everything. Everything. Um, and but yeah, and she sent in a Snap-on Tool uh, part number okay. for you to guess. All right, we'll get to that at the end, I guess. Yeah. So, anyway, what's new? What's let's let's start with our guest, Jeremy. Yeah. What's new with yeah, you? What's new with you? Oh boy, what isn't new with me? I I'm always okay, on the run. Okay, that sounds good. Sam, what's new with you? <laughs> So, no, uh, so I, I bought my late grandparents' farmhouse, and so I've uh, been, been wor- uh, working on that. Uh, it's, it's super solid, built in 1906, but uh, a little dated. Uh, the wallpaper emporium that it was is not exactly <laughs> up to, to, to my standards. So Have you been okay. using the steamer on it? Uh, no, no, okay. I uh, went with just ripping out the wall. <laughs> that's, and that's so, a much better idea. Uh, but no, uh, I traded the workout with a contractor friend of mine, uh, so I'm LS swapping his Jeep. He uh-huh. redid my bathroom oh, and then has okay. uh, done a whole bunch of whole bunch of carpentry stuff. And it's coming along really well until this last week when I had to fire the drywall guy. So. Oh, man. So now I'm stuck fixing that. I feel like that's kind of like an age-old issue, like getting contractors that you either can trust or count on to show up and then you get the job done. So 
I don't know if that's anything too out of the ordinary, but so just after the after off air, you can tell me who it was, so I don't hire that guy to do my drywall. So. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, so you you have a pretty interesting neighbor also that just moved out there next to you. So yeah, I found that out when I was hauling off all of the debris, and I uh, I dropped some stuff off of my trailer because I forgot my one inch uh, ratchet straps to okay. tighten everything down. Yeah. So yeah, you didn't flick them and say it's not going nowhere, did you? So I didn't. I'd yeah, forgotten they're... them. So, but uh, so I dropped something in front of the neighbor. I, anyway, I went to introduce myself, and uh, he told me that a, a nice new young family was moving in. And told me that. Uh, Mr. Gasper is moving in, so yeah. Previous uh, podcast get podcast guest, so I'm current I'm, listener. So I think we need to rename the petition the county to rename the street uh, Swap Boulevard or something like that. Sure, so, yeah. Uh, my parents have already commented that there's been a plethora of old cars coming and going from the area. So right, right. I was just thinking of what it would take to get like Joe to run for road commissioner, and then like the whole area in front of both your houses would be nice smooth level blacktop for you know burnouts and stuff i'm 100 percent for it so <laughs> I'll, I'll help him with his campaign okay uh, yeah uh, I mean, i'll vote for him jeremy's I'll... already a public servant i mean this road I, commissioner's I, next I, well I, I was a bureaucrat i was a it'd county be, board member but... it'd be conflict i'm sure there's probably some legislation Dude, let me tell would... you a little something about conflict of interest <laughs> okay so i live on a one mile gravel road that you can barely drive a monster truck down most of the year yeah well the road commissioner is a farmer and he farms on that road well every year around springtime and uh planting season and harvest in the fall our road is immaculate sure so you know uh it just goes back to um you can live your life on how you think things should be or you can live your life on how things are right okay so I, yeah, I can get behind that. It's just one of the perks. Mm-hmm. Good deal. So Dozer, what's new with you? <sighs> I didn't really have anything in my mind for this. Uh, I mean, uh, cruise night was super cool. Did not have the Falcon done for it, which <laughs> I didn't think I cared about as much as I did. I was pretty bummed out all day Friday. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're doing a burnout tonight? Like, they knew damn right I wasn't. Mm -hmm. Just kind of poking the knife and twisting it some. And even my kids are getting in on it. Like, my son, Wednesday night, are you going to have the burnout car done? I was like, no. He's like, well, maybe if you would work on it from now till then, you might get it done. I'm like, well, no. No, and also no. Yes. So. So I need to hit that again. I'm trying to get some other projects done. I'm doing, like, a free spin kit on the front of my Dodge truck. Because the front axle is questionable, even though some people think it's good to go. Well, so again, how live your life based on how things should be or how they are? How like, you think they should be? After after half a million miles, if it ain't given so up yet, around a hundred thousand miles, my truck, the front axle, the pinion seal went out of it, or axle seal went out, and the previous owner ran it completely out of oil. And then drove it so much that it almost caught on fire. And no maintenance or repair has been done to that for 200,000 or 280,000 miles. I'm sure it's fine. So, but it's the only thing that concerns me on long trips. Everything, the rest of the truck's solid. So I found Yukon uh, has those like free spin kits that you can put lockout hubs on them. And normally they're like $2,500 where they were on like liquidation for 1200 bucks. So, so 
probably should preface this now that I am working on a four by four Jeep, but I know nothing. Yeah. About your face. I was stuff. like free spin kit. So, you're like, lock out what? Yeah. Uh, I, I know that the little <clears throat> hubs are on the outside things, you know, but, uh, okay, we'll move along here. Yeah. So I need to get that done. And then I, <clears throat> I have been working on the Falcon a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to the, the do the one thing a day thing. So I sandblast a wheel here and grind brackets off an axle here. And, and I have been making a little bit of progress on it. Good deal. So, so Joe says do nothing on it besides make it run. He said it don't finish your turbo kit. Don't put axles in it. Don't do anything. Just make it run. He's like, as soon as it's running and fired up, you won't be able to wait to get it done. Kind of like he did on the Rambler. Which I already can't wait to get it done. So, and that's one other thing. If Joe's listening to this, like that dude wants me to get that done more than I want to. Like, that's, he was like, for some reason, he's just like instant friend now. Like, he'll like message me. He's like, you need any help on that? What do you got going on? I was just like, so I appreciate. It. He's he's maybe more excited than I am. Which, arguably, it will be amazing when it's done. Yes, you just got to get it done first. Yeah. So. All right. So that's, I guess, what's new with me. We might, my father-in-law's back in town, so the Nova might get put back together. Who knows? We'll see. Very good. We found a bigger cam for it that we're going to put in it. Very good. So that's what we got going on. All right. So with me working backwards before you guys got here, I messed around with the Comanche a little bit. Um, the biggest issue was the throttle pedal drive-by-wire would not sweep fully. It would just hit the carpet and uh, it would, you know, give me maybe 20% throttle. And uh, so I decided to mess with that a little bit. Super long story short, it's got a pivot on it with like a little retaining pin or something. I don't know anything about these throttle pedals, but I got to messing around with it. And if you would push hard on the throttle, the pin would pop and then the pedal would hinge down on the bracket and it would not give you any more travel. So I combination of put a bolt in that like little spring pin and cut the carpet out around where it went and fix the full hundred percent throttle issue that's taken care of. Issue number two was the fans would come on with the ignition switch, lowering the battery voltage, not allowing it to start. So I put it back on the fan switch, which the way he has it wired, which is like a five-year-old would do it. He was drawing the power from like the fuse block and it was also feeding power to the start button. And I kind of traced it back and forth and I hooked the fan. What I thought was a relay back up to the fan control switch and then hooked the starter back up, fired it up, drove to go get booze. And when I got back, shut the truck off, the fans were still running. Couldn't get the fans to shut off, so I pulled the switch back out, and it was melting because it's not on a relay. He just has a 16-gauge wire running three electric fans on a... Four, isn't it? Four, yeah. Four electric fans. So... Well, a couple of things. I mean, I don't see what the problem was running (laughs) running that massive-gauge wire on that much amp draw. Nothing to come back and happen. But why are you running four fans? Well, there's three fans on the radiator because of its low profile. Like the the Jeep Cherokee Comanche radiator is like that tall and this wide. So there's three 
little fans across the front of it. And then, and then one on the transmission. Cooler. So for the listeners at home, that was about four inches tall, yes. about five feet wide. Since yes. we're not videoing this podcast. <laughs> and you're good at this radio stuff. <laughs> Have you been in radio before? Yeah. Uh, I've talked on one or two. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be very descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> Suspect is running yonder. <laughs> <laughs> over over there. <laughs> you know street names He's and shit. I don't even know this that. Maple tree. <laughs> so, sometimes I have to stop and pause because I'm like, okay, what direction is this? So, or or if I'm driving, I'm like, wait a minute, what direction am I going? <laughs> hey, don't say something stupid over the radio. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be recorded forever. <laughs> um, so anyway, rewind to yesterday was Father's Day. Um, didn't really do much on Father's Day. Hung out with. Amanda's mom and dad, and then the day before that was like when I hung out with my dad, and we went on a little road trip. I asked him what he wanted to do, and he said, I want to go to Litchfield to go to Country Classic Cars, which is actually in Staunton, Illinois. It's right on uh, Interstate 55, right on Route 66, so we got to drive down old historic Route 66 a little bit and went to this classic car place. I was pretty excited about it. Um, I've heard about it. I think it's the same place that caught on fire not too long ago. Um, but they have since cleaned everything up and rebuilt everything. And they probably had 300-ish cars there. Thank um, Nothing that really tripped my trigger. The coolest thing that I saw was a, uh, a Wagoneer, like a 70s Wagoneer. Um, tons of trucks, tons of like late 40s to mid 50s kind of coupes and sedans. Um, I'm sure there's a market for that, but I'm not it. Um, lots of different unique things that you don't see a lot of, uh, that a whole lot of MGs and triumphs and BMWs and Rolls Royces and all kinds of cool stuff. They were probably 20 to 50% high on every product. Like they were retail plus on everything, which it's whatever. I mean, they're like in business. You can consider like an automotive boutique type. Sure. Set up. Yeah. So I don't know if anything's changed. Since, I mean, it's been several years since I've been there, but a lot of it was uh, kind of like a lipstick on a pig. I mean, they were <laughs> they were they were putting spraying some glossy paint over some real questionable bubbles and bodywork. Yeah, I I did notice that there was a lot of very questionable paint jobs um, on a lot of stuff. Like the Wagoneer, the interior was completely wasted, but it had a decent you know fifty footer paint job done on the Just outside. Like tractors, paint and tires sell. Yep. So they had a like a early early '80s suburban, so like a square body suburban for like 1905, and then there was like a l- early '60s suburban, like the big big body style. They wanted like 1354. Uh, I just could not understand. And the and the square body had a small block in it. Hmm. Like, what the hell? So anyway, not a lot of rhyme or reason to their pricing. Um, probably the coolest like quote unquote muscle car. They had a like 71 or two, four, four, two and a couple 72, 73 Buick Rivieras. Um, and then a few Mustangs, like three or four Fox bodies. They had, um, like a 74, which is disgusting. They had one seventy, which is okay. And then like three or four late model Mustangs, like, like 2015 and newer. So yeah, that was cool. Did that, and then uh, the weekend prior to that, uh, I went to Orlando for a tool show. So, Jeremy, did you get anything good for Father's Day? 
Uh, I went to lunch with my son. My daughter's up in uh, up in Alaska at college. So yeah. I've had a conversation with her recently. Oh, good. I'm glad she finally reached yep. out to you. What so. is she studying in Alaska? So she's actually studying biology, but currently she's doing. Uh, she's part of a research project. It's a like a NASA funded uh, internship where they're launching weather balloons. I'm assuming to spy on the Chinese. Um, (laughs) We're hoping uh, so at least. Yeah. So, but uh, no, so she's up there uh, working with a bunch of uh, engineering grad students. So it's very unusual because first off she's an undergrad, but also she's the only uh, biology major there. So they're kind of wondering what she did um, (laughs) to to get there. But I think it was just because she signed up. So, but uh, yeah, you can just sign up. So, uh, but no, she's doing some really cool stuff. Uh, she sent me some pictures using uh, this big machine. She's making some circuit boards, and so that's cool. Yeah, so now she can come wire all my shit when she gets home. <laughs> nice biology major doing engineering things. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think you need to like release some weather balloons. Maybe and- she's gonna go into making cyborgs or something. Could be. Yeah, I would assume it'll be some sort of like uh, you know robot human. Um, hybrid that'll take over the world well the theory is is we're already cyborgs uh with our phones just the data transmission rate between our finger and the phones is really slow that's okay that's what they're trying to fix with Neuralink. yes yeah oh elon can do some cool stuff yeah i saw where he just got that uh, allowed where he's going to actually be able to do testing now with Neuralink. the wild you know much about it i know nothing what they can make I, monkeys play video games, dude. It's the best. So, like, you would have a computer in your brain, and I would, and we wouldn't even have to talk, and you would know exactly what I mean. There would be no miscommunication. And they're saying, like, people that have, like, injuries or handicap and stuff, like, they're going to they're gonna be able to make people walk. They're going to people that can't talk, they can talk. And, like, you'll communicate with your phone without ever touching it, and, like, so, and of course, you got the two camps, the people who are deathly afraid of this, which is understandably so, people who are super excited about it, and, and then there's probably a lot of people who have no idea about it, but he went on Joe Rogan, and he's like, he's like, so Joe Rogan's like, what is this, like a 10, 15, 20-year thing? He's like, no, like months. So I, so I saw one, or I listened to one with Elon. Is there more than one Elon podcast? There might be two. Okay. Well, then I haven't listened to that one yet. If you've... Think of it. Send me the link to that, and I'll listen to it. Okay. I just hope there's like an incognito mode because people don't want to see what's going on. <laughs> well, here. surely there'll be some kind of filter. The, I mean, there has to be. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe not. No one wants to see your search history. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, that's like that brings up. I was listening to another Joe Rogan, and they were talking about how something was similar to like the premise of the Minority Report. Um. And how, like, have you ever seen that movie? Uh-uh. So, like, the idea of the Minority Report movie is like there's these cyborgs that can predict the future and they arrest you before you commit a crime. So, like, this little notification goes off, like, Jeremy Kyle on, you know, June 23rd will murder Andrew Dial. Will drill the third hole in his AR 15 lower. And so they'll the police will come and arrest Jeremy and he'll be put on trial based on the testimony of the cyborgs or whatever. And the minority, no way would the government abuse that. Yeah. And the minority report is like, there is a minority of times where the cyborgs are wrong or whatever. So essentially they're talking about how like 
you can get to a point where like where is there going to be a mistake like where ai is coming into play like where is the ai going to make a mistake because like ai is in its current form is drawing off of the internet and like i could write a paper completely out of my ass about you know turbo swapping an mj with an ls in it and just make shit up and then dozer could go on to chat gpt and say tell me how to ls swap an mj and it would find my paper that I wrote out of my ass and it would feed that back to him as real information. If you don't fact check it or whatever, then there's a real possibility that chat GPT and AI could cause damage to people or whatever. That was kind of what they were talking about. So anyway, like this is a very real fear of uh, like college students that are using it to write reports. Like, right. What, what's our next generation going to be when, you know, they can't write a report yet. We're asking them to, you know, fix dozers hemorrhoids yeah <laughs> now what are they how are they gonna are they gonna know what to do yeah they didn't actually do any of the work or yeah, read any yeah. of the textbooks yeah which that was so the guy was the uh, i can't remember the guy's name but the director of the john wick franchise and he was talking like the writer strike or whatever they're one of the things they're mad about is is ai and chat gpt and they were talking about like there's two different ideas or two different projects there's a zero to one and then a one to nine. And so zero to one is coming up with an idea out of thin air, like, you know, a cat in a hat who sells snap on tools or whatever. Like that's a zero to one idea. But then one to nine is developing the plot and the character development and where he was born and how, what kind of tools, he, you know what I mean? Like once the idea is created, the zero to one then the actual function of taking it from what an idea becomes into what it can be is like a much easier task for chat GBT to do. Well, I've got one that would kill. So there's a young female professional moved away from her small town <laughs> into the big city and she goes home for the holidays, right? <laughs> Finds a man. Anyway. Is this a this Hallmark? Hallmark. Okay. Every one of them. Every single one. Yes. Yeah. And then she falls in love with the plumber instead of the Wall Street billionaire. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, moving along. So, <laughs> uh, let's ask Jeremy some questions. Okay. Okay, so how do you know me and Sam? So, I don't actually know the answer to this. Um, Sam tells me that I stopped him one time. Cody. You stopped Cody. Oh, I stopped Cody. Okay, talk to talk to him about his car. Uh, maybe I thought you were talking about the the Blue Beacon deal, because that's C Cody's story is Blue Beacon. I don't remember how I met you. I don't remember at all. So the way that I think I met you was I think you dated a girl that um, not real that that <laughs> I knew jail maybe not. I don't know and, to be a lawyer. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Or went to jail for driving without insurance and hitting a telephone pole. No. <laughs> the only reason I knew her was because I stopped, because uh, there was a bunch of people parked up at the mall. Uh, she had like a Hemi charger. And <laughs> That's the one. That's so, the one. So anyway, and so uh, then I found out that she dated you, and uh, you had your, your SRT-10. Yeah. And so, uh, yes, I would see the SRT-10 sitting out here whenever I was... Trolling on mine. That is a sharp truck. 
scoping out the Fast and Furious neighborhood. Yeah. And so, so did you know he got pulled over in that truck 13 seconds after buying it? That does not surprise me Le- at all. Legitimately, it was three miles from the dealership I bought it from. It was actually on my time hop, like literally just yesterday or the day before. Um, I was not speeding. I was not on my phone. Allegedly. I was do like legitimately doing nothing illegal. I was still like looking at the truck, looking everything over, like listening to it, feeling the power stuff. I was doing like 45 and a 55. And all of a sudden we get lit up and I'm like, what the fuck? So I, I pull over and now granted I was so excited to get home. My, all my information for the truck, like the title, all the paperwork, all the bill of sale, all the stuff was in Dozer's car because he drove me over there to get it. I had nothing but my ID basically. And this guy pulls me over and he was immediately an asshole to me. Like my kind of rule of thumb is, and correct me if I'm wrong. Like I try to be nice until the cops not nice to me. Like I'm like, yes, sir. No, sir. Absolutely. Here's my ID, blah, blah. And nine times out of 10, if I'm nice to the police officer, he's nice to me back. And like, we get along just fine. No big deal. Well, this guy just straight off the bat was a, freaking dick to me he's like give me your license blah blah and and you got no plates and just like rattled off 15 different things like he was pissed about and i was like like i i'm sorry i just bought this truck like at this dealership that you can really see from right where we're standing (laughs) and he's like well uh the exhaust is kind of loud on this don't you think i was like i don't know i mean i just bought it and he's like roll up your window for me. So I roll all the way up because I was being a dick at this point. So I roll all the way up and he taps on the roll back down. And I throw all the way down. It's like, no, roll it back up. <laughs> I go back and forth. And he's like, stop it right there. So I stop it and he gets his tent meter out and he's like, this is whatever. He like 5%. I'm like, there's no way it's 5%. And he's like, the law is blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, first of all, it's not 5%. I can see through it. So it's not 5%. Number two, um, I just bought it and I'm going to title this vehicle in Illinois. So I don't, it was in Missouri. I was like, I don't know what the law is in Missouri, but uh, in Illinois, I can have 25 or whatever the percent, 25% or 30% or whatever on side windows. And when was the last time your meter was calibrated? Because it's not 5%. Like I promise you it's not 5%. And he's like, just bitching back and forth. Meanwhile, I'd text Dozer and Dozer came back with the paperwork. I was like, here's my information, blah, blah, blah. He never did give me a ticket, which I was surprised because I was being a freaking Well, asshole. and I pulled up in the car and like, stay in the car. I'm like, I'm just bringing the information back. Anyway. It was so good yeah, times. It was yeah, I got, it was, yeah. We were like, this is a bad omen. Yeah. And I only got pulled over in that truck like nine times in the two years that I <laughs> only. only nine times. So yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I, but I would tell you to also... If the cops being a dick to you, I would still tell you to be nice because, uh, I mean, all that shit's recorded anyway. So okay. it looks real bad whenever you make a complaint. But, uh, um, but yeah. so Missouri, I thought actually, I bet, it, I bet it wasn't recorded back then. This was well. Yeah. The other thing too is that when you had that, I bet Illinois still was no side window tent. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I was one million percent illegal. But, but he has no fun. He had no idea. But I'm pretty sure Missouri has allowed side window tent for a minute. I thought so too, but his meter said it was like 7%. And I'm like, dude, there's no way. Like I can see like, cause the passenger window was, I was like, I can see that cornfield just fine. Like if it was 5%, I could not see the corn. Like, cause it was kind of getting dark as yeah. a little bit later in the evening. 
And he's like, nope, my meter says it's seven point whatever percent. And I'm like, well, your meter's wrong. And it doesn't matter what the law in Missouri is because I'm from Illinois. So tell me what the law is in Illinois and write me a ticket or don't and let me go. And he let me go. Yeah. And he's like, you need to keep this paperwork with you. We're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, like in, in hindsight, <laughs> in hindsight, you're probably right about that. You yeah. have you on that one. Yeah, you got me there. Oh, I still remember one time. I was with Sam and he rolled through a stop sign by the hospital and we got pulled over. I think it was Thomas Draper pulled us over. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and of course, like you don't really know why he's pulling you over. So he rolls on the one. Do you know why I pulled you over? And Sam's like, Sam's thinking, he's like, well, I got a taillight out. I've got loud exhaust. My truck's deleted. I just rolled through a stop sign. I got a headlight out. And so, I was on my phone. <laughs> yeah. So Sam looks at me and goes, I don't know. Enlighten me. I was like, we're going to jail. We're going to jail. That always works. Because <laughs> like, how do you answer that question? Like, you don't want to admit to something, you know? I'm not as bad as my dad. I'm going to tell my dad here real fast. He uh, got pulled over for no front license plate. And my dad has a problem with police i can't remember what what did he say just the other oh we were at the car we we're at the at the car place and we walk into like like seven or eight barns we walk into one bar and there was like a 1972 like chrysler newport cop car he's like well i'm leaving i'm like what he's like there's a cop car in here i was like what the fuck? <laughs> we still cruise around in the 72 newport <laughs> slant six so I'll tell you what, I, I would rock it. That'd be slick. <laughs> but, hey, Chief, I'm going to LS swap this. I'll be yeah. right back. Yeah. This is, is going to be a badass patrol car. I'll so take anyway, care of the maintenance. So anyway, he gets pulled over in my 96 Jeep that has the ass end cut off of it, and it's replaced with treated plywood, right? <laughs> so he, This can only go well. He gets pulled over from the front license plate because I was off-roading it, and I went to go up a creek bank, and the license plate stuck in the, like, backed up, and the license plate was stuck in the creek bank. <laughs> so anyway he gets pulled over i don't remember like because i wasn't there but i just remember the story so he gets he gets out of the jeep and he's all mf and the cop this that and the other like what you had no right to pull me over whatever because yeah, that helps and the officer <laughs> goes officer goes sir please get back in your vehicle so he walks over to the cop car and opens the driver door and he's like what are you doing he's like i'm a taxpayer this is my vehicle <laughs> <laughs> How did that fare for him? He almost went to jail. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. I've never heard that story. Oh, so I had to. I got. I was working third shift or whatever, and so I got off work and I had to drill and tap the bumper to put the license plate back on for him because he had because he got a ticket and he went to court and they were like, "Prove to us that the plate is back on it and we'll drop it." So we went to like this bank drive through that had the led sign with a date and time. And we took a picture of the Jeep park next to the sign and he gave it to the judge and he's like, all right, your tickets dropped or whatever, but <laughs> talk about <a> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it though. I get, I get stories from my stepmom when they go on like trips or whatever, and they're driving and like, I was like, how'd the trip go? And he's like, no entanglements with the law or whatever. <laughs> and then if there is one, then I'll hear from my stepmom. Like, your dad, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And he's just, because he's from, he's an old hippie, you know, like he, I'm sure he got pepper sprayed and water hose during the civil rights movement back in the sixties or whatever. And he's probably just got PTSD with cops or something. I don't know, but I mean, has he, 
Obviously, this has not been working for him. Has he ever just <laughs> tried being nice? It's like it's no. Good. It's no. kind of like a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> At some point, do you realize that this might be you? <laughs> I don't think he's ever tried that approach. So never crossed his mind. One time I'm patrolling, I get sent to this noise complaint downtown in this other town I was working in. And this is what I was hoping for. And so yes. I pull up and the guy starts walking to me and he starts to open the back door. I'm like, whoa, dude, what you do? He's like, take me to jail. <laughs> I, said, well, I said, well, I'm interested, but uh, I need to have a reason. He's like, well, I just beat my wife. I'm like, perfect. Hop on in. <laughs> so, what kind of music you listen to? <laughs> so uh, one day I, I hooked this dude up in uh, the town I'm from, Beecher City, and I'm taking him to the clink. And I mean, he is all kinds of fucked up. I mean, he is... <laughs> drunk and stoned at the same time and, and nothing was gonna calm him down well so usually i i tried to the ignore game i just pretend like the the uh partition wall is uh, soundproof, soundproof. <laughs> so i uh I, I you know turned on the spotify to some metallica some unforgiven and uh he, I tell you what, his tune changed right away. He sang that the entire way he to the jail. Vi- he was vibing, huh? Yeah, because we pulled in, say. he was just scream meddling it. It was hell worked, yeah, worked pretty good. Yeah, and then afterwards, like, man, you're pretty cool. <laughs> you're pretty cool for a cop. <laughs> Jeremy's like noted. New new technique. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that video where the dude shits himself? And the cop's like, dude, why did you do that? It happens more than you think. Oh, man. I don't have to clean this fucking car out now. God damn it. Yeah, I will never buy a used cup car. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Jeremy's co-worker shits in his car all the time. <laughs> Knock on wood, she has never done that. Yeah. So. Oh, shoot. Um. So we talked about Sam. I don't really know how I know Jeremy either. It's just kind of like a, an understanding. But uh, unbeknownst to us at the time, Jeremy and I were neighbors running speed shops on the same road. We lived like two blocks from each other and somehow never ran into each other. I don't know how, but. I remember always, like, I knew that you lived there. Um, so uh, our friend Nathan, that we have in common, Schrader. So okay, he gotcha. had told me that you, he's like, oh, yeah, Dozer lives down there. I'm like, who's this Dozer guy? So yeah. anyway, I said, yeah, he's got a lift in his garage. So I'd drive by and I'd see what you guys were working on. But it was always Should too have busy. Should have stopped and said hi. So Jeremy was you, the you guy. You had like kids and junk at that time, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were young. Jeremy was the guy I was warning Jason about when he was trying to crawl out of the creek. <laughs> so that creek by my old house, we used to get down, well, not used to, at least once. Jason drove down there and tried to drive out. And Jason's from Chicago. So he actually got community service. arrested, went to court and got community service for driving down a dirt road along the railroad. Oh, yeah. So I actually just hooked a dude um, because he was walking down the railroad. But, I mean, come Come to find out, he was escaped from a jail in Kentucky. But oh, did you you got that guy? I mean, well, I mean, allegedly. Okay, nice. I saw the. <laughs> so that that actually internet. worked out really well. Like he 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 found the one cop that knew his uncle. <laughs> nice, good deal. Well, so anyway, we were yelling. Jason was down there, and he he had been in trouble before. And we're like, dude, cops are here, cops are here. He was freaking out. Like, he was, like, dumping the clutch and stuff. <laughs> we're like, we're just kid. There's no cops. Poor Jason. My neighbor hated us. There's an old lady that was, like, homebound that lived in the basement. 
across the street. It was like a walkout basement. And she would like open the door and like yell, you fucking kids. Then we took the MJ out and did some snow drifting in the road. Yeah. My favorite police story at that house, which I think I've told on this show, was... Oh, Reggie? Uh, what? Reggie? No, 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 no. Uh, that's a whole... Oh the, oh, the noise complaint. So Sam, we got the big block put in his door and we had to open headers. And it was 9 o'clock at night and we fired his car up and started driving it down... Henrietta, we went like on St. Anthony and then came back, whatever that street is between St. Anthony and Temple. What is that? Like Illinois or something. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis. Yes. St. Louis. And, uh, we, we did probably two or three laps and put back the car in the garage, you know, and pop the hood. Well then here come, um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, it was Kurt, wasn't it? It's Kurt. Yeah. And so you've obviously heard the story of the show and it was, he was like, I got a noise complaint. We're like, Oh, like, do we have to be quiet? And he's like, well, I guess technically not, but it would be the neighborly thing to do. I was like, sounds good. Thank you. So, I mean, I've, I've gotten the cops called on me, you know, and my co coworkers come in in the middle of the night, whenever, I, you know, and I was trying to be like polite, had the windows shut. I'm, I'm sweating my balls off in there. We're replacing floor pans and a Mustang and, Grinder. So they actually thought it was my other neighbor across the street that uh, they have like a band. So they're always drumming. You can hear it all the time. So they actually, I think they were calling thinking it was them, but no, it was just me beating these floor pans out. (laughs) Body work. Yeah. Like Jeremy, what the hell are you doing? So they're like, Oh, what are you doing? So they had your earbuds earbuds and scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Just jamming out. (laughs) It's like, Oh, so yeah, I, I moved off the block before I even really met him, and we could have been best friends. Should have been, been awesome. Yeah. yeah, we could have like done like episodes like Robin Big, but yeah, <laughs> which one's Robin? Which one's I big? don't know. We may both be just big, <laughs> <laughs> big and big. <laughs> that was back before the internet, really. Yeah. So we could have got famous. Damn. Oh man, it was a bridesmaid. So. Speaking of police officers in Henrietta Street, one morning we backed out of my driveway to go to church and we're pulled out and then there's a toddler walking down Henrietta Street in a diaper and high heels. Yeah, from the apartments. From from those low-income apartments. Well, we didn't know that at the time he was in the road. And, and it's like, you got to get involved at this point. So we, uh, we got out and we're like, hey, and he's just... Doesn't mind us, you know, he's just trying to find something fun. So he goes in the neighbor's backyard. So there's my old house, then my neighbors, the knights, and then the next house had Hispanics living in it. Well, that little kid went in the backyard and they had like a swing set for their kids. Well, I knocked on the door and I was like, I was like, is that baby in the backyard yours? And I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't, you know, as as a white kid. And like, they weren't understanding me. There was a language issue there. So I was like, follow me. And he follows me and I go around and I point to the kid in the backyard swinging. He looks at me, he goes, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I, uh, I call the police and you know, there's a baby in a diaper and high heels. They're like, what? <laughs> I was like, Henrietta street, there's a baby and a diaper. Sir, what is your name? <laughs> and I was like, they don't believe me. 
they do not believe me. So I was like, my name, you know, is Andrew Dial, blah, blah, blah. I live here. This is, this is the address. Okay. It, it took like 20 minutes before someone showed up. Well, if it was Sunday morning, depending Sunday on what time, it may have been Fat Bastard Special. <laughs> that's Allegedly. Where, that's where we go. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> due, to his, due to his training and previous experience. <laughs> you laugh, but that's what they always say in court. Oh, okay. They got to church it up, I guess, and close all the loopholes. But uh, Kurt Davis showed up once again. And, uh, you know, there was like, what do we do? <laughs> you know, they don't. So they go and like talk to the kid. And I don't even know if he was old enough to talk. Well, then the dad comes running over. And uh, anyway, I think Kurt was holding him. And the dad was trying to grab me. He's like, no, sir. Like, let's go talk. Because I'm, I'm sure they had to make sure that this guy was his, you know. And I thought they handled it really well. But it was. Yeah, it'd get real awkward if you gave the baby to just some <laughs> random stranger. Else. Okay, here you go. Have yeah. a good day. You know, and, and like me not thinking, like if this guy came over, like, oh, yep, here's your kid. You know what I mean? They're like, hold on, like, let's go have a conversation. And and uh, supposedly the guy was still asleep on a Sunday morning and the baby got up on a chair and unlocked the door and got out is mm-hmm. what. I think they said that the kid was locked in the bathroom or something. I never really got the whole story, but that was the live action on Henrietta Street that morning. There's a lot of fun stuff that happens in this town. Yeah, I didn't realize that till I was on Grand Jury. Yeah. Some idiot did a big old one-wheel peel out in front of my house earlier, too. That was wild. I would, I would call Uncalled for. Yeah. Very. Rude. <laughs> Churlish. Damn kids. Siri, Google that. <laughs> Must be some kind of old English term. Okay, let's move on here. Uh, what, well, yeah. What is your occupation? So I am a police officer and police canine handler. Okay. Well, we ought to have you on with my brother sometime. Is, is what is, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if I agree with your, yeah. Uh, so he, your he told fisherman me this. bill dance. I, I would have never used bill dance in a <laughs> analogy. <laughs> so, isn't that the guy that always like <laughs> falls off the boat and shit all the yeah, time? Hooks himself with yeah. a hook. Yeah. I don't remember that analogy. Well, but I'm I, sure I was spicy. I was like I was trying to assimilate with Brandon's dog handling versus military and police dog handling. Yeah. What, so what is the difference between a police officer and an officer of the peace? So. Hmm, that's how uh, oh boy. Um, one takes bribes and one doesn't. <laughs> so I think technically an officer of the peace is like I mean I think. I think that might be like a common law thing. Okay, I so, like because like it's, it's like you see it like on TV and stuff. Like he's an officer of the peace. I didn't know if it was like yeah. A, I, I think like that might be like in maybe one of the common law states. Different different way to say the same thing type of deal. <clears throat> so anyway, you are a police officer. I am. I am. And a canine handler. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think what I said in in the in the podcast with your brother was basically like how. Uh, Brandon is like a three gun kind of match shooter is to dogs as like police and military would be to like actually being in the army or Marines. Right. Like from my understanding, my brother does competitions with his dogs Yeah, where Jeremy puts dirt bags in jail with his dogs. Yeah. So yeah, I mean my, my dog is like a, uh, like utility piece. I mean, she's a tool um, in my back seat. 
Uh, so whereas his are like, you know, precision trained to, you know, to do a, to do a, a show. I will say, I will tell my brother this. So he trains his dogs to like find metal things. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess when people are running, they throw things. So my wife got angry one time while we were doing metal work. Cause she, she does that. Yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Okay. Metal worker gets angry. All the time. Well, <laughs> yes. Both things. So she got mad and threw a pliers out in the woods. Okay. <laughs> Did you have like PTSD with your hammer or what? <laughs> Something like that. So you know, my brother comes over. He's like, that pliers out in the woods. My dog will find it. Like, Whatever. Okay. He's like, get me one that's like it. So I give the dog a pliers and she sniffs it. Runs off in the woods. That fucking dog found those pliers. So one time I lost my keys. I let her out at one of the parks. And so, uh, you know, I always have, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a uh, polite uh, dog owner. So, you know, I pick up after my dog. And uh, so um, while we're, I'm he out just taking pulls her. his Glock out and shoots the dirt pile <laughs> yeah. until you can't yeah, see just, it. Yeah, just shoot it into the ground. <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Um, but, uh, Shots fired. So anyway, uh, another agency was calling for, for the dog. And so I'm like, all right, I'll be on the way. You know, I just got to load her up real quick. Well, I get to the car. And all of a sudden, like, I don't have my keys. I've lost them somewhere in this park. And (laughs) we probably just walked half a mile. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just put her on a long line. And, uh, yeah, she found my keys for me. So she's, like, trained to detect thrown objects. What's what's a long line? Uh, Like, so I use, like, a 30-foot lead. So Uh my normal, like, patrol lead's, like, five and a half, six foot. Okay. And so that's what I use, like, when you see me running cars and stuff like that. But, like. My long line is for um, building searches. Finding for, keys. Finding, yeah, find, keys. finding your lost keys, tracking, that type of thing. So what would you say the average percentage of canine units to patrol officer is like across the board? Like, is it a 1%, 10%? Like, like there's a couple here in town yeah. and you're one of them. So I would say that, you know, of our, um, say, 24, you know, 25 on patrol or so, uh, you know, we have two dogs, so okay. a little less than 10%. But you go to some agencies and it's, it's zero. Zero, yeah. So. so that's why, like, a neighboring agency would say, hey, we need a canine unit. Exactly, or okay. yeah. So, you know, and all of our dogs are, are bought by our community. They're not funded by the police department. They're bought by the community. Um, and then, uh, and so uh, that's huge to have that community buy-in. Mm-hmm. that says, yeah, we want that program. Um, you know, because they're, you know, they're expensive, you know, her, she run, uh, around 21, 22,000, uh, by the time you buy the dog, um, the training and then, you know, the, uh, the lodging and everything for the handler for that, uh, you know, the six weeks of the initial Academy. And then we train every day on shift as well. So, yeah, I mean, so you're talking, you're talking a very expensive tool, but it's a force multiplier on the street. So where, where does, so when she's not on patrol, where does she stay? So uh, she lives with me. Okay. Uh, in a she has a ten by ten kennel, and then she has a two room dog house with a heater, and then has a big fan. And now she has a roof. So <laughs> moving up. <laughs> but but so, I, but there's I, a reason why she has a roof. <laughs> oh yeah, I oh. wasn't I wasn't gonna bring that up. <laughs> okay, I, I haven't heard the story. Oh. <laughs> so uh, one uh. night, so she uh, she does was well, she was fine with storms before. Well, lightning hit the. Uh, house um on dozer's side of the street just right across from me and she was not having that well i mean her vertical is somewhere around seven feet when she really wants to so Mm -hmm. yeah so that six and a half foot tall seven foot tall kennel fence was nothing 
And uh, so she just went up and over. But I guess like what I was trying to get at is like, she is a hundred percent your responsibility. Like she is your partner essentially. Yeah. So, I, uh, so we only have a single handler for the dog. Okay. And so uh, she, uh, she is mine. So I take care of her whenever I'm off work. Um, and then, uh, you know, she still belongs to the municipality that I work for. However, when she retires, um, it's actually built into our policy, into our uh, bargaining agreement that uh, I get first dibs to to keep her. So, okay. yeah. So when she retires, she'll live with me to the end of her days. Awesome. Yeah. So. Cool. So, yeah. It was a, how long between, how long was she on her out on her own before she was apprehended? So. I don't think she was gone very often uh, or very long before she got picked up by uh, the lady uh, and then oh, and brought inside. And so when she told me that, she's like, yeah, she's, she's just inside. I'm like, and, and your house isn't destroyed? <laughs> she's like, no, she, um, she just destroyed a pair of slippers, uh, a box fan cord, and then she found a Kong in the house, a Kong toy. And she's like, she just won't drop it. That's her reward toy when we're uh, when we're out on patrol. So okay. that's you know that's how she's rewarded. That's her whole goal when she comes to work is she has fun, um, and so and that's what she's looking for. She's looking for that reward toy. She just knows the odor of known narcotics. You know, uh, just hard narcotics. She's not a weed dog. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so if you got weed in your car, you're totally good. <laughs> you're good to go. Good so, to go. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, no. So she destroyed that all day long. So. Yeah, I. She was probably pretty young at that point too, though. I assume because that was a while ago. Yeah, I when I got her, she was only like fifteen months old. She wasn't very old, probably a little bit young. And so she was less than two, probably. I was gonna make the comment like, you think losing your keys at the park is embarrassing? <laughs> Try losing your dog. But I wasn't gonna go there. I told, yeah, I, told I, him with this wasn't this podcast is not a hit piece. So. I called the other handler, and he's like. Yeah, dude, you're fucking with me. I'm like, no, dude, I'm fucking serious. <laughs> like, I need some help. He's a backup. Thank God, Effingham Insider didn't exist at that time. So, but that's no, not good. the first time I've lost her, but it's totally fine. <laughs> she's still she's back right now, I think. Yeah, <laughs> she's come back almost every time. Yeah, don't they call those dogs like uh, Velociraptors or something? Oh, or yeah, Ma- Maligators. Yeah, yeah. Maligator. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, my my dad had a Dutch Shepherd, or my brother had a Dutch Shepherd that my dad kept, and if that dog wanted to, it would tear stuff up. So I have a Dutchie in the house as well, and so um, my my police dog's forty nine pounds. My my Dutchie is close to eighty pounds. Okay, and so uh, yeah, I've replaced some drywall because of her. So my brother's dogs aren't ever that big though. I feel like his Malinois. He he. Keeps only females, I think, though. So the the female Belgian Mal has become the go-to um, dog for police and military anymore because um, they're super loyal and uh, they don't they don't test you as much, um, and you know they're very very focused. So whereas the males every so often will rise up thinking they want to become the alpha, whereas. You know, they'll like, just, I'm driving this car now. Yeah. <laughs> then they quickly figure out that they don't have opposable thumbs and that ain't going to happen. <laughs> so, like, you can't reach the pedals, bud. <laughs> Joke's on you. Oh, shit. So, but yeah, it, it absolutely is the uh, worst, best time of your life for sure. <laughs> so. I'll have to ask my brother if that's how he would describe it. The worst, best time of your life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been really fortunate. She doesn't bark in the back. Uh, so, you know, 
all my hearing loss is generally attributed to all my other dumb shit I do. But, um, but, uh, and then she does bark on our entries, so she gets pretty loud then. Cool. How did you get at, like, was there, like, a sign-up? Like, hey, I think we should do this. Anybody want to do it? Or did you actively, uh, like... I bought the most amount of raffle tickets. Okay. So, no, oh. we... Uh, hey. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm in for this. Money story. makes the world go yeah. around, you know so, what I'm saying? So, no, you uh, you sign up, and then there's interviews. And uh, so, um, you know, I, I did went through all of that. Plus, um, you know, I'd lateraled over from a sheriff's office and... Um, you know, I've always been pretty proactive. Um, and so, you know, that, that didn't hurt any at all. Um, and so I just got selected and then you go and, and you pick out the dog. Like they, okay. you, you go to selection. We kind of had a little bit of an inside track. Um, so we kind of knew she w- we were probably going to get her. I actually had another one picked out. Her name was uh, Daisy. And so, um, but she got hurt before uh, another dog like got through the kennel and uh, and got her. And so she had a leg injury, which she was a bigger amount. Uh, probably would have been really, really badass as well. But um, so, but they couldn't get her, um, oh, like her pre-odor work done. And so then. Um, Imagine getting taken out by a dog named Daisy. Like so, what kind of self-respecting thug? So she ended up going to the California Bureau of Prisons. So okay. this is a, a national supplier, works with um, one of my student instructors was a Green Beret. Um, so uh, my original dog name was Hera. So before we changed it. So, but uh, yeah, we, we select our own, our own dog name. But yeah, through training, it was Hera. And then after that, we changed it. Cool. Okay. So while we're talking about getting into things, what have you always been a police officer or what, uh, what was, what was your road looking like? Did So, well, I mean, I was picked on in, in high school, just, okay. just like all cops. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and I had that donut obsession. So I was just like, I don't know what else I can do with this. Checks all the boxes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but, uh, no, uh, I actually, I enlisted in the, in the Navy, my junior year, um, I tested, tested pretty high, got into their nuclear program. I was super stoked about that. So, you know, all through my senior year, it was just fucking off. You know, I didn't do a damn thing, no scholarships, anything. Um, and so, um, two weeks before I, um, I was shipped out, I lived at the house I live in now. That was my uh, mom and late stepdad's house. And so, um, the basement steps there are super, super steep. And so I was just sprinting down the stairs like I always do always in a hurry somewhere and I rolled my ankle well in junior high I had broken it in PE playing floor hockey gotcha PE student of the month type stuff so like (laughs) I am I'm varsity scholar bull bitches okay they they wouldn't they wouldn't let me get a varsity jacket the only sport I was ever good at was hockey but Beecher City didn't have a hockey team so um (laughs) damn it yeah I know so anyway so I got into hockey well Jake fell on my on my ankle and broke it in two or three places, and then I broke it again uh, running down a hill with carrying a can of gas to the mower. <laughs> so I left school in a cast, came back to school in a cast, and then uh, so after I so I made the mistake of telling them that I had sprained my ankle, but I'm like, oh, it's fine. I'm jumping up and down on one foot, and uh, if you X-ray my right ankle, that little ball on the end uh, looks like it's broken, but it's actually not. It's healed with fibrous tissue, so it's just the strongest bone. So. Um, I tried for about a year and a half to get waivers to go. Cause I mean, that was 
That's what I wanted to do. That was the plan. That was yeah, it. that was the plan. And so um, then I'm like, well, crap, what am I going to do with the rest of my life? So this is before I really got into like cars and stuff I do now. But I think if I would have got into it for a living, I probably wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, that's I can see that. Yeah. So uh, so then my uncle was a cop and I'm like, you, you, you like what you do? And he's like, yeah. He's like, every day is different. All right. It sounds okay. Yeah. And so looking back, I'm, I'm, you know, I do, I really love what I do. I mean, you know, I love, uh, taking drug dealers to jail, but I also love changing tires, you know? Um, and I do a lot of that on my shift. So it's really easy whenever you just, Oh, like if you see someone having trouble, you go. Yeah. So they're like, no, he works in the motor pool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, but okay. (laughs) Weird flex. So, but, uh, no, like a lot, you know, a lot of times on shift, I mean, if, if I can, change a tire for a little old lady or mm-hmm. you know or like a lot of young kids can't change tires they don't know how so this it's like true. all right well you're gonna learn something today and so i show them you're gonna learn punk uh, yeah. get on the ground and put that jack under there <laughs> <laughs> statistically speaking this is the most dangerous 15 minutes of my life <laughs> Quit resisting the urge to learn. I'm gonna have to remember those. <laughs> That's no extra charge. Oh, we watched the the Clint Eastwood, uh, the Mule last night. So I haven't seen that, but um, you know, I'm not gonna lie. As a guy that's done introduction and found loads of dope, you kind of think to yourself, "Man, I wonder if I could get away with it." Well, I thought that too. So when we went to the Bahamas. For uh, Cody and Peyton's uh, engagement, mm-hmm. we had 24 hours to check back in with customs. Then you have to bring the boat. Like when you make landfall, you have 24 hours to come back in and have them stamp your passport at the customs office at the Miami Harbor. Like they don't even need to see the boat. They don't give a shit who I am. Like just when did you leave? When did you get back? Thanks for visiting the Bahamas and welcome back to the United States. I was like. I mean, no wonder there's see drugs an hour or twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, like no wonder there's drugs everywhere. Good God! <laughs> they probably figure if you're dumb enough to drive a twenty-one foot <laughs> boat across the ocean, you're probably not smart enough to run drugs. To run drugs. <laughs> I don't know. Cody posted that new five hundred R outboard, and you see some of those boats got five of them things stacked up. Good I can't Lord. even afford to look at those pictures. They're not slow. I'll tell yeah, you the that. The problem is, you like one of them, and then all you do is see. Uh, nothing but five hundred dollars. Like, listen, but you are advertising to the wrong, wrong median income. Okay, yeah. that's like, why is there no Lamborghini commercials? Like, they shouldn't have five hundred dollars commercials. That's all I, I'm saying. I agree. <laughs> yeah, no. I, if you want a five hundred dollars, you know the five hundred dollars exists. Yeah, you're not seeing it on the old book face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what got you into cars? So, um, when I was fifteen, I worked at uh, Pizza Man. And uh, for a 15-year-old, that's like the place to work. Okay. Sure. Good oh, good oh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Willenberg. Kyle did work there, yep. That was probably way after your time. You know He's what? Young. I bet he would have worked there when the shoemakers bought it. Possibly. Because that's when they had all the influx of T-Town. Mm, that makes yep. sense. I bet, I bet that would make sense. <clears throat> so I probably may have overlapped with him for just a... Just a hot Well, minute. you would know because he delivered pizzas in a in a duster with a slant six. Okay. Three on the tree. Nope. Uh, that was, was a dark that was after. Oh, that okay. was after I left then. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, 
Uh, but no, uh, so I worked there, and then right behind it, uh, a guy named Aaron, he was married to the daughter of the owner. So, And the best part was working there during the summer, because the owner was always at her beach house, hammered drunk, so it was just the kids running the place. Okay. So, I mean, they're, I mean it was just a free-for-all. It was fantastic. So, but uh, he had a, it was either a Nissan or a Mazda on Hydro's mini truck. Okay, sit, okay. Sitting in the grass. Yeah. And I'm like... That's fucking cool. Yeah. And so, yeah. So then... Uh, so I this, this would have been what year then? Unless you don't want to date yourself. No, this would have been probably 98. So many trucks were like the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like so you were, you were said, going to the OP after this, school. This, this was before like the, so, the tuner crowd became like the early 2000s was when the tuner yes. really yeah but so before that it was mini trucks so yeah so this was mini trucks but it really wasn't here uh mini trucks were you know uh, i was one of the few kids that had the interwebs and so you know you'd hit <laughs> the old yeah so you'd hit the old dial up and uh so yeah mom get off the phone <laughs> exactly what it was <laughs> so um but uh, yeah, so you know, see all the mini trucks and stuff on there, the mini truck and magazine, that type of thing. Um, so, but I saw that, and then um, this goes into my first car. Well, then I had a an '83 half ton Chevy, a C10 pickup. And uh, by the way, it was, went to T Town, is what I heard. And I never knew what happened to it. Beautiful truck, like fire engine red. Um, had some American Racing wheels on it. So, you know anybody around the T Town area that bought a truck back in like '98, '99? Um, an 83 C10 long bed. I'd love to get in contact with them. So, but anyways, uh, so yeah. And so then, uh, the transmission went out and, um, that's, um, uh, whenever my dad said, oh, it was going to cost like two grand. And so now we starting to sound like alley. So now that it was like $2,000, I'm like, no, no, it went on. I was like, thousand dollars what motherfucker this would have cost two hundred dollars in about four hours worth of work yeah. yeah so but yeah so he made me get rid of it so uh i bought a little s10 pickup uh he had no idea uh for a long time what my plan was but i was gonna slam that thing on the ground so uh i yeah, put an air like, ride on it you're, so you're like i, I would prefer a smaller truck for a fuel economy <laughs> so, so he didn't know it until the first time he changed the oil and he wanted to wear the coil springs went. Like, oh about that <laughs> Hit a big bump. I don't know. Turns out bags aren't just for groceries. <laughs> you just raise it up before you get home. Sneaky, <laughs> sneaky. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So that so your first truck was the square body, and then you went to the mini the mini truck world with the with the old S10, huh? Yeah. So the S10, and then I had a uh, I had a 300Z after that. That was an absolute blast. So then that's when you transitioned from the mini truck to the, like the tuner world, or did you kind of do both for a while or? So I kind of did, um, I kind of did both for a while. And, um, so when I got rid of the three, no, let's see. I think I got rid of the 300 ZX and, uh, then I, then I got a long bed dually. Crew okay. cab with a oh, diesel, with a diesel engine. Then I slammed it on the ground. <laughs> Why not? So, Why not? Yeah, we everybody were, wants to be like Joe Gasper. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you were probably doing it way before him, though. 
Um, I don't know how old he is, but yeah, I've basically been doing it since I was. Well, I assume he's my age, but I also assumed you were my age, so I'm I'm a little old. Every everyone's everyone is my age until proven otherwise. Yeah, (laughs) that's just kind of what I go with. I was like, Jeremy, can you believe people in their forties? They're so old. He's like, I'm. I'm that old. Yeah, I just. And I'm like, 40. no, you're not. You're my age. You're like 30. He's like, no. <laughs> just, just, just. He's lost. like, why would you think that? I'm like, I, I guess immaturity. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> you act just 100%. as immature as me. Yeah. Because you still have fun and <laughs> you haven't let life suck the fun out of you yet. I guess I don't know. Because you're not an asshole like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I think, I, I don't know if you ever checked your your snap. Or maybe I didn't send it to you, but I did tell you that when I turned 30, I had to pick between smoking meat or World War II, yeah. and I, I chose smoking meat. Okay. So, yeah. Good. Huh. I just do a little of both, that's all. Yeah. I mean, I respect history, but I mean, I really respect smoking meats. <laughs> Fair enough. So delicious. I, I resist getting in the meat smoking thing because I just know that'll end up in me and my underwear on my deck at 2 a.m. Drinking beer. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to tell you now. And then the um, kids don't eat it, and you're like, you peckerheads, I spent 14 hours smoking this on a freaking Weber you know, grill and s- snake the charcoal and put the everything and the temperature and the airflow and whatever, Dad. So from, from the mouth of experience here, I'm going to tell you, if you ever find yourself living alone, don't okay. sleep naked. Okay. So tell me more. Uh, Go on. It seems that everybody dies. Is this a cop story or a smoking meat it, story? Well, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> one and the same. But uh, for some odd reason, people love to die butt ass naked. naked in bed, and they always live by themselves. So we don't find them for days. And they're always naked. It's like, why are people so, so naked all the time? I just have a, so naked. I have a similar story. So, like, why? The, why the, the time you sleep? died naked? No, close. Uh, wished I died. <laughs> so my neighbor is deep into his 80s, and his wife is like 15 years younger than him, and she works night shift, like cleaning or something. Well, she called me. She's like, can you go, can you go wake up my husband? He won't answer the phone. I've been in a car accident. I'm on the way to the hospital. I'm like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Because she called me at like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, my neighbor doesn't call me at 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I was like, okay. I was like, is he going to shoot me? Because this dude's got a sign on his house that says ammo's expensive. There's no warning shots. Right. And every time I go over there, he gets up from his swing on the front porch, and there's a 1911 laying there. Yeah. So I'm like. A little nerve. She's like, no, just go down and you, you're going to have to knock on his bedroom window. I was like, oh, oh I don't think so. I do not. So think I that. knock on the door, knock on the door, knock on the door. I call her. I was like, I can't get him to come to the door. Did you knock on the window? I was like, fuck no, he's going to shoot me. She's like, he ain't going to shoot you. Knock on the window. So I knock on the window and run as fast as I can to the front door and hit the doorbell. Ding dong. And you know, the lights start coming on. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting shot. This is how I go. And he opens the front door buck naked and this dude's balls are almost to his knees and apparently that happens i've been told to not make fun of it and he can't see he's he he's squinting who's there i said your neighbor i said your wife's been in a car accident you need to go to town she's going to the hospital what i said car accident your wife hospital hold on a second he shuts the door 
Comes back a little bit later. He's got his jeans on with suspenders, <laughs> no shirt, and he's got his glasses on. And I said, your wife was in a car accident, and she's at the hospital. She's been calling you, and you haven't been answering the phone, so she told me to come down here and wake you up. I was like, do you want me to give you a ride to town? Because this dude's in his 80s. No, I'm fine. I'll get it. You know, he's got his oxygen tank and shit. I'm like, oh my God. I went home and told my wife. I was like, I thought I was dead. Like, I thought this is how it was going. Shot by a naked 80-year-old man. So when I I moved in, he called me and wanted to have a meeting. So I went down there. I didn't know this guy yet. I hadn't even met him. So I sat down and he's like, we need to go over neighborhood security. I'm like, excuse me, what? (laughs) And he gave me all the owner's manuals to all the security cameras and motion detectors he has on his property. And he's like, these are the ones I suggest. He's like, go ahead, take pictures so you can get some ordered. (laughs) This guy is hardcore. And then, and then Dozer's asshole friends come over and turn around and the dudes do not turn around. (laughs) Oh, like, so. Come down here, we'll review the security camera footage. So. Well, I had a little get together at my house and we went jeeping through the woods. I've got a trail around my house and uh, Cody showed up and we were jeeping and stuff. And I looked and Cody's like, well, I'm leaving. Like, okay, see ya. And I looked and he was backing into my neighbor's driveway. With a truck and trailer. With a truck and trailer. And I was like, this isn't good. This is not good. Mm -mm. I get, wake up. So we're, you know, drinking and everything. Wake up the next morning to a phone call at 5 a.m. It's my neighbor. I was like. I know what this is about. Yep. And he's, and I thought it was going to be like you, blah, 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 blah. Well, he's like, somebody pulled into my driveway with a enclosed trailer. I think they were trying to rob me blind. Come down here and see if you can see this license plate better than me. We need to review this footage. I was like, there's no need. There's no need. I already know who it was. Well, who was it? It was my friend. I apologize. Cause I mean, he's got multiple motion detectors. I mean, his house probably was lighting up with alarms. He thought, finally, this is it. This is it. <laughs> and, then, and Sam, you are standing there. I'm surprised you're still with us to this day. To I was honest. most of them back there. Well, cause he had her back down a mile long gravel drive. It would have been, you could have turned around in my driveway or in my yard, back down, set it on fire, anything but turn around in this guy's driveway. <laughs> So you are right that as you age, things do sag. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> that you can still be young and things can still be saggy. So um, I get sent okay. to. I wasn't really yeah, sure this so, was going, but this is a cop story. Yeah. Not, so, a, not a personal experience. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I, right, I, you're I, only 10 years away from sagging, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a good three, four inches. So. Oh, no. I'll take another beer, please. Thank you. So I get sent to this uh, local farm store headquarters that recently purchased a Corvette uh, outfitter and um, for lady walking walking down the street. And I, I bet I was half a mile out. Is this the old lady with the suitcase? No, this was a young girl. Okay. Anyway, so, continue. Um, I say young. Young girl. Young, well, young co- compared to me. So, I mean, mid-20s probably. Right? Okay. But okay. the math made her look a little older. It happens. I, I mean, I was about a, half, about a half mile out when I could see the sheen off the ass cheeks. So Okay. Yeah. So, you're like, this is happening. So, I'm like, what is this? But, you know, nothing surprises you anymore. So. <laughs> I can only imagine. So, I... So I go past her to a little turn and I pull in because she's walking towards Sigil. And I'm like, there's no reason to be walking out here. So I, you know, hey, wh- how's it going? What's going on? And then then I can. Can I change your tire for you? <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> 
She oh. needed a lot more change. Looks like, so, <laughs> looks like you lost your vehicle. Yeah. So, um, so then I could see that, uh, well, I could see everything. So <laughs> she had decided that in her infinite wisdom that, you know, like shorts, you, you kind of cut them off. Well, you can't cut them off at the crotch seam straight up at a 45. Because what's going to happen is there's no material to cover everything that's down there. So, so turned, it was either just on one side or the other of all of her business. <laughs> she turned, basically turned shorts into a bikini bottom, essentially. Not even that. <laughs> it was okay. less than it, that. It was, yeah, it was a, a, a... It was like a Dollar General bikini bottom, you know? Yeah, it was like maybe the handle of a Dollar General bag <laughs> was just flopping from one side to the other. Yeah, it was now, uh, now what was flopping? Was the clothing flopping or the uh, okay, gotcha? He's shaking his head. No, no, it was all flopping. Arby's and so, beef and cheddar, baby. So, oh, God. <laughs> we got the meats. <laughs> the problem was the cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> was there extra Arby sauce? <laughs> so, uh, anybody hungry? So, I inquired as to uh, if she had a pair of pants in the bags that she was carrying, and she informed me she did. And so, I said, okay, I bet you put them on. She's like, oh. Great. Will you take me to the gas station so I can change? I said, listen, you're not hiding anything. You're going to put them fuckers on right here. Lady, listen. I don't want to get rumors started. Yeah. It's a small town. So I passed her off to a deputy to take her sickle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, all right. So if you don't want to answer this, don't answer this. But, like, we've been talking lately about how, like, there's so much paperwork involved in, like, almost everything that you do. Like, if you have to do something as far as like taking someone into custody or whatever, like so much paperwork involved, like I'll just give you a ride to the next County or the next, is that a thing? Or is that just like rumor or what? Cause like the whole, the whole Jack Whacker story, he got dropped off at the next town over and like, it's, it's this County's problem now. Like, is that just a thing or like, what's going on with that? So, uh, a lot of times there are people that are traveling from one place to another and, uh, we'll help facilitate that that uh, travel because Perfect. you know um protecting and serving exactly yes Got it. service to them to get them away so that we can protect everybody else so sure. um but you know it's it's never an issue of the paper i don't ever mind doing the paperwork um you know but uh it's not the not the glory that you see on cops right. where it's just all the time you know non-stop action yeah so no <laughs> uh, one, in the office doing a yeah, desktop <laughs> So yeah, once once you get back to the office, it's it's always one more step, one more step. That's a favorite thing of admin. Oh, you just got to do one more thing. Well, I hate to tell you, but I've just run up all those steps there in Philadelphia, doing the Rocky <laughs> dance at the top. So, just one more step. Oh shoot! Oh Jesus! <sighs> where, where are we even at here? We're getting into was it the getting into cars question? Well, I'm kind of doing the cars and the. Police officer thing because okay okay all right I feel like it's interesting uh, it's, I'm I am fully entertained I don't care well, about anybody else can listening. we so Joe Rogan I've noticed lately has been just pausing his thing in the middle of pee break for a pee break you ready for or, a pee break? yeah let's do that you, right. anybody else okay. need a pee break or yeah I'll roll with you right. I mean I won't roll with you into the pee break right, we'll be I'm right gone. back we'll be right back all right. Okay. All right, we're back. All right, so I hope this doesn't kill everybody's vibe. Uh, but anyway, what was your first car? Well, we already covered that. That was the 83 Oh, yeah, yeah, Chevy yeah. Pickup. Sorry, I've been drinking. Um, 
let's go back to, do you have any other hobbies besides car stuff? Oh boy. So that's kind of like, what do I not do? Okay. So, I'm the same way. Yeah. It's exhausting, isn't it? So you're just always when everything something. is interesting. Yeah. So, um, I'm assistant commander on the dive rescue team. So, uh, I'm also a team instructor. So, uh, I'm a public safety scuba instructor. So I teach like police, firemen, EMS, uh, anybody to how to be like a, like a true rescue diver. I mean, you go and you take like the, you know, open water scuba and they're like, Oh, you get this rescue diver certification. Nah, it's completely different. So ours is more kind of paramilitary style. Um, you know, because they're going to go into a world that's, um, inhospitable to human life. So, you know, they're, we're going to expect them to move, communicate and, and, accomplished tasks right there, cover so. fire stuff like that yeah yeah you know <laughs> so running a 50 at 50 feet so but uh no uh, i got a 3d printer kind of into that oh, uh, nice so nice. yeah uh, um, are you uh are you a gun guy i am okay, i am I figured so, so and some some police officers aren't which i just find so strange you yeah. know what i mean now i really you know i mean i've always grown up hunting and stuff like that shooting guns with my dad but i never really shot a pistol uh, of any of any caliber until I become a cop, which actually was probably pretty good because you didn't have any bad habits. Okay, yeah, um, I can see that. Yeah, as far as an AR-15, I never handled one until you know um, become a cop, and so um, now I now we print them at home. <laughs> we're not talking about that. So, but um, you know, I'm uh, definitely a pro two A guy. Um, so law-abiding citizens. Mm-hmm. Lawfully owning guns, it's a beautiful thing. So it's in our constitution. Um, but I feel like the gun thing goes hand in hand with the car thing, kind of. I feel like the mechanics and the modifications and the performance, discipline, you know, and all that kind of, you know, like you're always trying to make your gun shoot better. You're always, you know, wanting to modify it to do better. It's and- never the gun. Yeah. So, sometimes uh, it's the gun. It's gotta be the gun. Sometimes. 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 So, um not often. Sometimes. I, I was really fortunate whenever I you know, I've been a cop now for uh, I figured it up, I think fifteen years. And so whenever I, uh, I I first worked for like a small town agency, um they let you go to whatever training you wanted. So I convinced them that I needed to go to police sniper school. I'm okay. Because like, okay. why not, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this guy's a salesman. So uh, I said, listen, we could use this, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we have none of the equipment, but you never know. In so. our small town, it's a definite necessity. Yeah. Yes. I'm trying so, to think of what small town this is, but. Anyway. Yeah. So, I mean. Uh, I, Mayberry. I borrowed a, a dude's, uh, he had a, a Remington 700 5R with uh, a Night Force 5 to 25 with zero stop. Uh, and I went with Tom Draper, actually. Okay. And um, he was running a, a 705R as well. And uh, no one could um, uh, no one could, could keep up with us uh, because, I mean, our optics were that good. So, But, you know, it's, it's, it's all that discipline that, you know, people don't think about exhaling before you shoot. You mm-hmm. know, all that CO2 out of your body because that's what actually triggers your breathing is carbon dioxide, not lack of oxygen. And so uh, that comes straight back from the scuba world as well. But, uh, um, so yeah, so, I mean, that has, has helped my shooting greatly, but you know, like people think, oh, Glocks or, you know, they're just junk plastic guns. Well, my Glock is infinitely more accurate than I will ever be. Uh, I would agree with that. And, and the, it's terribly dependable. Especially in the pistol world. Like when, when you say it's, it's always the gun a hundred percent. Yeah. We found that out. Yeah. Shooting Sam's Joker gun. 
Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. When I heard you had that, that's immediately what came to mind. And I <laughs> totally want to shoot it. Yeah, I mean, so. well, we'll have to get together. We'll we have to do a podcast well, field trip. We, we need to. Because I have that. I spent $1,000 on a freaking clay thrower with a wobble base. And I've not even plugged it in except for one time when I put it together. <laughs> I built a clay pigeon uh, thrower in like eighth grade shop. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh shoot! But, uh, but yeah, like when I was, I, you know, I'm a police firearms instructor as well, police rifle instructor. Uh, and you know, when I went to like instructor school, it was me and one other dude passed the qualification, and we're shooting Glocks. These other guys are running their, you know, really high end uh, Wilson Combat 1911s, and it's like just because you have a stupid expensive gun doesn't mean you're going to shoot any any better. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got one gun that it is the gun, and that's a Smith & Wesson J-Frame. <laughs> it's double action only. It's not good. Oh, uh, my, my Ruger LCR is like that, too. I just, if I ever get attacked and I have to use it, I just hope they're laying on top of me. <laughs> the noise scares them away. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's, I've never shot it's, it on earplugs. It's I bet loud. It's loud. It's loud. Oh, uh, so, you know, they, they like make fun of like all the boomers on the internet, like on the gun page and stuff. So when they first came out with concealed carry, I took, uh, my concealed carry class was the very first one at the Effingham County Sportsman's Club, and it was two retired state troopers. And it was like total boomer stuff. They're like, get your revolver, and that way if you got to stick it in someone's gut, you know, it won't go out of battery. And I'm like, these guys are making some sense here. You know what yeah. I mean? And they're it like, works. you ain't got no magazine spring. To lo- you can leave that revolver loaded for 100 years, and your mag spring's never going to wear out. I'm like, these guys are really making sense here. Yeah, yeah. So I went and got me a Smith and Wesson J frame 38 special and I couldn't hit the refrigerator from here and it's three (laughs) feet away. If you get you one of those double action, single action. Yeah. That's probably what. Yeah. And of course, then I got the 38 special. I was like, what I really need is the 357 because I don't think the 38 special is enough. You know what? I've not. And and then total boomer, my wife for my, for our wedding gift. (laughs) So she owed me some money. So right at the right before we got yeah this, is that a thing when you're married? Guy, well, I think I lost. Oh, I'm back. Uh, I before we got married, she needed some money while she was in college, to, like fix her car or something. I was like, "You're paying me back," and <laughs> hey, so it happens. So half I got a three inch barreled 1911, like a compact 1911 for a wedding gift. Half of it was a wedding gift. Half of it was the debt she owed me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm like, we ain't married. You're paying me back. I, I don't know why I did that at that time, but it seemed like it made sense. You know, you can't give them too much of a, too much leeway. Right. But, uh, so yeah, that was my carry gun until I realized it weighed 43 pounds. <laughs> like, let's get this all steel gun with wood grips to be a concealed carry. Oh, yes. I, I mean, 1911s are beautiful pistols. Beautiful pistols. Doesn't cycle hollow points, so that's not beautiful. What? Two, no. Mine, Two world wars. <laughs> mine took With about... Ball ammo, baby. Yeah. Mine took about 700 rounds before it started cycling correctly. So, so. I, I brought it to uh, Clarence Funneman, and he's like, well, that's what you need to do. You need to bend the end of your mag so that way the bullet points up a little higher, and he did that, and it, it kind of cycles. Hollow points. It just kind of. That's what you want to do with a brand new pistol is bend something. Yeah. So, but Sam, I don't know if you, Sam's got a Kimber 1911 and it is 
it is highly accurate. Like we can hit a five gallon bucket at a hundred yards every time. Yeah, I have a a Kimber nineteen eleven, but it's in uh, in nine millimeter. It's a, a Ultra Carry two. I I got it for a steal from my don't, neighbor because he don't put around through the wall. <laughs> His wife made my wife says it. I gotta get rid of this. <laughs> Legitimately a steal. <laughs> well, what's it weigh? <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! All right, what's the next? Let, wait, let let's go back to diving real fast. Okay, that's fine. This is your so, podcast. Do what you want. You're on the dive rescue team. I am. So, like, a car runs off the road into the lake. You go rescue. Like, like what? What? What does the dive rescue team do? They dive and rescue. Yeah, but like, but right, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's in like, the name. like, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, walk me through a couple of scenarios. Like, because surely, like, theoreticals. Like, like I'm out. Uh, water skiing behind my boat and like I drown like you gotta because come you got a 1911 on your <laughs> <head>. <laughs> like you come find the body right like so like uh, what do you not do versus what do you do so we, we have two modes we run in we run in rescue mode and recovery mode okay. so generally um, like in you know today's environment we'd run rescue mode typically out to an hour of submersion okay um, if it was like middle of winter we might push that to 90 minutes uh, of rescue. Because if um, someone's real cold, you can warm them back yeah, up. Yeah, so right? the mammalian diving reflex and uh, hypothermia slow the body down, and it also um, makes the body, like, it's... Have you ever, like, jumped into a super cold pool and you get a... <gasps> that, that, <laughs> that, that's that mammalian diving reflex kicking in. It's wanting to prevent you from breathing, so prevent you from sucking that water in. And then your your body starts to say, okay... I need to preserve these innards and maybe this brain uh, to control them. And so it'll slow everything down. Um, they've pulled, um, uh, they pulled people out uh, upwards of over five hours from being underwater and resuscitate them with little to no long-term damage. Um, it, it is better the younger you are. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Versus, you know, uh, or also I think super old people. Um, they, uh, for some odd reason, you know, they they do better underwater. Yes, exactly. And so, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, old people are known for swimming. So, but um, but no, that's um, you know, uh, so that that's our our rescue mode, and then our recovery mode. We do a lot of uh, evidence recovery, um, stuff like that. Obviously, body recovery. You know, bringing that. Uh, missing loved one, you know, back to that family because now they're not thinking, oh, little Jimmy's in this cold, deep, dark area, scared. Well, you know, now they can say goodbye, and mm-hmm. so you know, that's a that's a huge thing for the family. Sure, sure, so, sure. So, sure. Um, so yeah, so we have a county funded dive team. It's um, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I think our annual budget's like sixteen thousand dollars to run the whole team. Uh, when so I put it's a lot I, of volunteer stuff, it is. It's all volunteer. Uh, when I splash a diver, they're wearing upwards of about six thousand dollars in gear. So we've made smart purchasing decisions, as well as uh, you know rigorous maintenance, um, you know to to have the nice stuff that we have and and to dive to industry standards. And so and then we actually train all of the agencies around here. So, okay. Yeah. So you have a little gym in the backyard here. Yeah, I guess people don't probably realize that you know the dog is all extra and mm-hmm. the dive team is kind of almost all extra i guess people probably take that for granted and think that big government pays for it all and it's all we pay our taxes but, yeah. so but, but like you go into my office and you know there's 
picture of David Hasselhoff running down the beach from Baywatch. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yes. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's what we do. We we pray to the Hasselhoff before we go out every time. And no, I'm kidding. We don't actually do that. So we pray to the real Not all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be there for you. Is that the Baywatch? No, yeah. Oh. Uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. No, Maybe not. That's, uh, I don't know. That's Friends. <laughs> that was definitely Friends. <laughs> Baywatch has a theme song, you know, but that probably needs to be the extra. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Woo! Twisted T coming out my nose. Anyway, I would like to get certified to dive, like, I, I, I want to go scuba diving like in Mexico or whatever sometime, but that's well, that's a whole other story. You can come join the dive team. It's it's free. You got to sign okay. it. Uh, all you got to do is commit to three years. We train once a month, um, other than your initial training, obviously. And then um, like in December, usually it's first aid, CPR, AED, that type of stuff. But uh, um, And that's something. So speaking of diving and first aid and all that, my friend from high school and my college roommate, they had their little boy fall in a pool or however he got in the pool, pulled him out blue, did CPR immediately. Nothing wrong with him. Totally fine. So that, that made me want to go. We went and did a CPR class after that because it's like, this is something you need to know. And really I'd like to do like a first aid survival class too. You know, we're up in the mountains in Tennessee being idiots, bouncing our Jeeps off of rocks. Like it'd be really nice to know how to, you know, strap Sam's broken mangled arm back to him so we could get back. So uh, I am a law enforcement medical instructor and a stop the bleed instructor. So yeah, I mean, if you want to not only some of these are starting to sound made up. (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) I'm a law enforcement LS swap. aficionado. (laughs) I mean, that's most of the policing is just making the shit up. I mean, you can put whatever you want on a business card off a four imprint, I suppose. So I have actually used a tourniquet, and it is pretty cool. Yeah. So, like, I, I <laughs> as long as it's not being used on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was super drunk, and it's still super hurt. <laughs> like, Did you see the... <laughs> I, I keep all the that. tourniquet kit like review on Amazon. Like I oh. put this on my arm and it turned black <laughs> and fell off. <laughs> it gave it like a one star review. <laughs> you didn't see that. No. You sent it to me. Maybe. I guy said he cut his hand while he was working. <laughs> he put the tourniquet on <laughs> so he could keep working. <laughs> and he's like, now I have nerve damage. <laughs> he gave it a one-star review. <laughs> it turns out. Oh, anyway. Tell me about your review you saw today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at carburetors for the GTX on Summit. <laughs> what is a one-star review on this Street Avenger carburetor that had like 4.5 out of 5 reviews? It's <laughs> This is the worst purchase I've made in my life, and I'm 81 years old. 
That was the whole review. Well, he said, I bought it several years ago and finally put it on my car and the vacuum secondaries didn't work or something like that. Oh. <laughs> this is the worst purchase I've made in my life and I'm 81 years old. <laughs> so, have you ever gotten so drunk that yes. <laughs> you got on Gun Broker and bought a, a nickel-plated 357? Never have I ever, no. I can't wait, though. <laughs> Does that happen when you're 40? Uh, or? So, it hasn't happened to me, but it did oh. happen. It did happen to a buddy of mine. <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, could be worse. Anyway, back to first aid. I keep all that shit in my first aid kit in the side by side because, like, like you're saying, like you're down in the mountains, like sh- shit can happen. Like, yep, you know, if you like a minor laceration in my basement, like walk to the hospital, you're gonna live. A minor, the same injury in the mountains of Tennessee when you're six hours from a hospital could be life-threatening, which is why I keep the stuff in the side-by-side as like just, just a just-in-case type of situation. But like Dozer said, like I've never put a tourniquet on anybody. I've never put a Israeli bandage on anybody, but I got the stuff. Like if I need it, I got it. Like I, hopefully the instructions oh, I, will teach me. I, I hopefully just think, you have enough cell signal. You can look it up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening so, in Tennessee. Yeah. Well, if you got AT&T, it does. Oh, well, I guess we're fine. Travel with someone with ADT. Well, honestly, I mean, when when it comes to to situations of extreme stress like that, you just revert back. You'll just naturally know what to do. Okay, <laughs> that's the way it always works. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. Just throw all the training out the window. You'll yeah. just it's 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 instinct. It's instinct okay. at that point. Right. Remember, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. That's all you got to keep repeating. And Rubin's racing. That's right. <laughs> and do it and for if Dale. you're not first, you're last. And do it for Dale. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, next question. Where are we at? Where are we at? Um, what's the favorite car you've ever owned? So that's a tough one. Um, I like everything is the problem. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably say uh, either my 300Z or um, you know my current uh, uh, Hemi swapped Roadrunner. So. Gotcha. So that's what I know you for driving the most. Like it's a 73 Roadrunner. It's like sassy grass, neon green. Sublime, but yeah. Okay, sorry. Sublime green. (laughs) And uh, he's just driving this thing all over town, like all all months of the year. Yeah. Like, like, what kind of crazy asshole will come to find out you put a Hemi in it and it's like, just like driving a half ton pickup truck. Did Nathan Trader help you with that? Yeah. Okay. So he would, when we were doing my dad's Jeep, he would always tell me like, I'm trying to figure out this Gen 3 Hemi. So back in the day, before there was any swap kits, guys used to splice the wires and run Gen 3 Hemis on LS computers okay. because there's no swap kits. And like, he was like telling me about that. And like, he thought it, maybe that's what he was going to do for your car, maybe, or maybe that's someone so else. So that may have been uh, Dave Ledbetter's Cornette. Okay. So he did a 6 1 swap in it before he did mine. And it was, it was in the very, very early days. Mine was still what I would consider the early days. Um, and the early days is, you know, like, like you have like, BH and AH, like before Holly and after Holly. Okay, so yeah, right, right. Okay, that, yeah. that's gonna be the new time. The Lord and Savior. Yes. So Holly be thy name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so 
you know, before uh, all of the Terminator stuff, uh, you had to run, like, I have a hot wire harness uh, with a, a factory unlocked uh, ECM from BNG Chrysler. BNG Chrysler was back in the day, like, the guys that could unlock the Hemi computer. And so. I bet that was cheap. Believe it or not, I stole this thing. Yeah. Um, cops, I tell you. Yeah. So <laughs> I ended up, actually, I was looking, I was just going to start piecing things together, and a guy was getting rid of the swap mounts. Um, and so he was in, over in Ohio. Um, and so I said, yeah, I'll, I'll come, I'll drive over and get those. Well, what, what else you got? He was going to mail them to me actually. And, uh, he said, well, actually I, I'm going to go a different direction. I got laid off at, he worked at the Chrysler plant and they were going to retool it to make caravans or something instead of the Jeeps. And so he was like, um, you know, I'm going to be off work for six months. My project's going to take a different direction. I got a I got a, a 5.7 Hemi out of an 09 RT Charger with this um, uh, late model 5-speed uh, um, automatic, the, the 543. Mm -hmm. So um, I couldn't remember the numbers there. But, so he's like, uh, in the computer, he's like, oh, make me. I'm like, listen, I don't want to lowball you. But, so I, I gave him 2000 for everything. Nice. computer the heart i mean the harness alone was a thousand bucks and so then finding a low mileage five seven for with a trans for a thousand dollars was just unheard of especially back then i mean even now but yeah, especially I mean, back then i think that's been swapped now for seven or eight years yeah um, that was probably about the time we did my we put a five three in my dad's jeep and that was back when people thought ls's were fragile and junk and you know what i mean and like Guys would get them up on angles and run them out of oil pressure and blow them up. Like, it, we bought my dad's 5.3 from the Y yard with 80,000 miles on it for like 300 bucks. They had 13 of them. So, and it's a shame because, you know, Nathan uh, had talked to the Y yard and said, like, listen, guys, you need to throw, just leave the engine as it is, pull it and leave everything. All those stuff that you throw off mm -hmm. all the time, leave it. Guys will pay money to have a whole created package and yeah we bought we had to buy everything separate the brackets the bolts for the brackets were extra everything we had to and it was still ended up like six hundred dollars for anymore i figure uh what i'm buying is i'm buying the long block after that you know i'm gonna replace it i may use the power steering pump and the alternator if they're still good but water pumps going um you know i'm replacing almost everything, all the injectors and everything. Cause I'm, I'm just tired of like, you know, now we're looking at these engines that have been out of these trucks for, you know, several years. I mean, 99, 2000, 2001, those are kind of the, you know, the truck, the engines that they made so many of that everyone goes to. Well, these injectors are worn out and we're finding that they're clogged. I had the same thing on my Hemi because it sat for so long, mm -hmm. uh, sat in his garage and it sat in mine until I did all my body work because we pre-fitted everything, then pulled it out. Uh, I did my body work and sprayed it in my garage and then took it back to Nathan's um, and then put it all back together. And so my injectors had grown like grass inside from <laughs> all the nasty water. Yeah, down my dad's 5.3 was the same. He went to start it, wouldn't hardly run. He put used injectors he had there, Nathan did, and, and ran fine. The problem was that uh, we didn't have used injectors. We, <laughs> we had an LS, but, you know, I... And I thought about it. I swapping it, but I knew that I would never be able to open the the hood uh, mm -hmm. anywhere in the Tri County Poor area shame. without being run out of town. Right. Mm -hmm. So pitchforks and burning torches. Hey, Sam's got a Hemi in a 440 car, and they about they about crucify him 
over yeah. that. Oh, uh, yeah. You'd be like, oh, I got a late model Hemi in this. And a lot of guys, you know, the true Mopar, they are very, very loyal to OEM. Well, I've got a Gen 2 Hemi in a car that came from the factory sometimes with a Gen 2 Hemi. And if I don't put my car show registration over the Ventag on the dash, I'll get hate mail. I mean, like, people, like, well, like... They find out your address? Like, motherfucker, where's your Hemi car? Yeah. I'm sorry that I don't have $200,000 to spend on a car. Like... So I have a make-believe Hemi car. Don't don't at me, bro. (laughs) Jesus. They're not at... People who are upset over you putting a Hemi in a 440 car is not adding anybody. They're at nobody. But you can imagine. What's the most unique car you've ever owned? Probably my... uh, Probably my Dually. So... um, House of Color, planet green with a gold candy over the top of that. Was full a, full air ride, laid frame. Was it a 6.2 or 6.5? 6.5 turbo six diesel. Five, nice. Yeah. So um, it was awesome. You pull up to a stoplight and uh, the old people would just hear this terrible knock. And they'd look over and then all of a sudden there's this giant dually that's at eye level with them. And they didn't know what to think. So, But uh, a lot of people thought that my truck was also a drug seizure when it was parked outside of the <laughs> lo- local police department. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, got El Chapo's dually over here. Yeah, it's, uh, life's too short to drive boring cars. Yeah, I had a Turbo D-Series Civic that was a lot of fun as well, but I threw an Eagle H-beam through the block of that <laughs> one. So. Fun blast. <laughs> uh, how many cars have you owned? Oh, I was trying to figure this up the other day. I, I mean, I'm Sitting rookie numbers, probably only 21, 22. Oh, that's not bad, though. It's respectable. Yeah, that's respectable. I think I'm at 46. After the MJ, what am I at? I'm at, I think I'm almost to 40 now. You've got me, but like yours is bullshit because you got married and counted your wife's car. So I was paying license, title, and insurance on them. Maybe you should try to get married. We don't want to try anything new. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if it's working, keep going, you know. Uh, While he's looking at his paperwork. Uh, What's your dream car? Uh, Probably a new diesel pickup. No, I'm... I'm Oh, you're making fun of me. Fuckers. Oh, my God. Oh, I want a new diesel pickup that... 44. 44? Nice. I got to get those numbers up. Okay, so... I think you need to clarify. Or there's got to be some. Do I have to pay the maintenance? Uh, it's just a dream. Whatever. This is this is cost. If, you, if money was no option. So, I mean, obviously anybody would want like a Bugatti Chiron or something like that. But uh, I, I would say like a McLaren P1, uh, maybe a 720s, um, you know, something like that. So one of the exotics. So a hypercar, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Something that I want someone like when I pull up, they're like, God, that thing's got to be small. Like, like, <laughs> like he's got to be a cop because otherwise he'd be in jail. <laughs> so, I mean, I've stopped some. So some you want cars. a 14 inch lift diesel truck back to your new diesel truck yeah. Yeah. with the no. lights and around the wheel around the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. And some big old offsets. And a lift kit in the front, but not the back. Oh, yeah. yeah a little Carolina yeah. squat. Speaking of lights around the brakes, <laughs> when we were in high school, my then-girlfriend, now-wife, saw at Walmart they sold the light-up 
Uh, valve stem valve cap. cap. Nice. <laughs> it did not go well for her. What? She got pulled over. Really? Yep. Had had to take him off right then and there. Huh. She I, thought they were the coolest thing ever. I have seen a lot of pickup trucks around town with underglow in the wheel wells not get pulled over. I'm they, maybe not in that second, but was that? I mean, like what? So, um, uh, so little little legal minute here. So, um, <laughs> the legal minute with Jeremy. <laughs> Welcome so, to the legal corner. <laughs> so, um, the the underglow, the like the flashing headlight rings, the off color headlight rings, uh, like the halos. Yeah, um, all of that you can't have. So, um, you might I be this able, was America. You, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> Free men do not ask permission. <laughs> yeah, it's way easier to put it on and then, then just turn them off whenever you just always put them on a switch. But, um, you might be able to get by if you had yellow rock lights in the, um, in, in the wheel wells. But outside of that, you're, you're kind of pushing it. Um, just definitely don't have ever have any red and blue flashing lights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> real bad. So, um, that, but, that, uh, that'll the, send you to jail. The only exception is uh, motorcycles. So they can have all the underglow. Um, it's because it enhances their visibility. Right, so, for the, so they can see the clip. As, yeah. Now, now <laughs> <laughs> and I always wear a shirt is, for safety that says, is, if you can read this, the bitch fell off the back. Is, is that, now, now is, that, is that, for point of clarification, the visibility thing, is that like a like an unwritten like we're okay with it situation? No, or is actually, it like it is in the like you can have all kind of lights on a motorcycle for visibility purposes? So uh so it's not all kinds, but uh so it is an ex- uh, it is an exemption in okay. the IBC. And so um it just can't be like flashing reds, blues, or greens. Cause I know like like Harley Davidson makes headlights that that flash now. The the, the wobble light, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, hey Matt, you're a motorcycle guy, right? Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I thought I seen a hog sitting out front. So I had, uh, so I've had some sport bikes, and uh, yeah, and then then I've had a hog. So <laughs> a couple of those. Um, Always got to be cranking your hog. Yeah. So <laughs> if, if you don't rub it at a stoplight, you ain't got a Harley. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows that's the only way to put it back in gear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously. That's that's the only way. Uh, uh, what's your favorite car story or memory? Uh, so I think the statute of limitations has expired. Um, so um, allegedly, allegedly. So um, when I was in high school, me and a, uh, I had a buddy that lived down the street, and uh, we thought that it was this fantastic idea. Um, because we had another buddy that lived, you know, and, and I say down the street, like we're talking the country mile down the street. Right. So, um, this guy had a chicken farm and he broke the news to us that they just culled all the roosters. Right. And so we thought, well, that's terrible. So then we got the bright idea from seeing the little, uh, like lizard walking, um, harnesses, uh, at the pet store. That, well, we needed to get these roosters and put them on leashes and walk them around. We'd have rock and spot cock. And so. Um, Life without internet. You know what so, I'm saying? That's what it was. Yeah. And so we. Uh, so Simpler times. So we get these things and then we're on the way home. And I, I just had this epiphany that 
fuck, if I bring this thing home, my parents are going to kill me. So I'm like, listen, dude, I can't do this. I, I got I to gotta back out. So now he's stuck with both of them. Roosters. And, roosters. So, and, and they were like these big Rhode Island red roosters, right? And so um, <laughs> they were just causing all sorts of problems at his house. <laughs> Shitting everywhere, scratching the cars. And his mom and dad told him, he's like, listen, you got to get rid of these things. And so, like, fuck, what the hell are we going to do with these things? We didn't want to kill them, right? I mean, they're domesticated now. Yeah. And so, I mean, they got, they got names. <laughs> so, so, I had a dog kennel, and I had um, I had this, you know, I had my lowered S10 pickup on air ride. And so, uh, but I had a camper shell on the on the back. My and my goal was I was just going to load it with speakers, right? Uh-huh. And so, however, I hadn't gotten to that because, you know, I'm... Teenage. money and yeah i mean it takes, <laughs> takes things so so we decide that uh, hey the neighbor down the street has all these chickens we're going to just drive by relocate them to and, the bitches and, yeah and they're never going to notice and they're going to live fine you know they'll 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 you know they'll blend right in right and so the problem was so they got shoved in this dog kennel and so they don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and they get real mad. So we had the, the the back window open, and so and I had like neon lights uh, inside, right? Very inconspicuous. <laughs> so <laughs> while while you were parked, not traveling down the roadway. So again, let statue limitations. So anyway, so. <laughs> We're driving down the road, and so he can only get one at a time. So we have to make, like, these bombing <laughs> runs, right? These strafes. And so he reaches in. These fuckers are clawing the shit out of him. And I can hear him back there yelling. These things are clawing the fuck out of him. And so he grabs one as we drive by and throws it out the window. So we go down, hit the next country mile, do a U-turn, and we're making the return bombing run right before we go back to home base so, so he goes and he deploys tactical rooster number two <laughs> the rooster always knows where it's at so, and he always knows yeah. where you're at so, and, he know, and he knows the earth is flat so so the next day we're like all right we gotta go check on the roosters <clears throat> and so and see you know how they're doing you know see if we see if we can tell which ones they are so we drive by in the daylight then we realize we made a Little blunder, <laughs> slight miscalculation, if you will. <laughs> All of their chickens were white. <laughs> so yeah, so sure enough, here is these two giant red roosters towering over these white, uh, <laughs> these white uh, chickens. So, um, Mr. Conrad, if uh, you're listening to this, I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite police story? Oh boy! Uh, so this is kind of car related. Um, one time I'm working and I had a had an old piece of shit Impala, and so dude mom calls in and says, "Hey, my my son just like basically you know admitted to killing his girlfriend," and so we're like, "Oh shit! This is oh, this <laughs> I better bad. get on to this." So <laughs> I'll be right there. But, but it wasn't here. So anyway, in the meantime, we'd called to the other agency, and they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we we got a body here, and so we need to detain him." Well, anyway, then the chase was on, so we're in a pursuit. Well, I had again made a tactical error, not filled my squad car up. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> I'm like initially like the lead car in this pursuit. And, <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so I, I made it to Cowden on a quarter tank and I said, Hey, you're gonna have to go around me. I got to pull off here. So I literally pull into the gas station lights and sirens, shut it off. I get out like it's no big deal. People are looking around. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Gotta find my company card here. I, I use my own my own debit card. So, but twenty five. I need a receipt for that. <laughs> so I'm like, please see cashier. God damn it! No way in hell was I turning that one in. <laughs> so. So I dumped $25 into this thing. You're like, do the calculation. How much, how long do I think this is going to last? That's what I was doing. So, doing the math in my head. You're going to get five and a half miles a gallon. I just imagine like elevator music. Do, 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 do. So, yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so I, I turned back onto the highway and I, I just gun it hit the lights and the sirens <laughs> so i'm trying to catch back up well i end up making it back to like the third spot in in the line and so um like because we went through a whole nother town and and up to an i mean i was like an, an hour away and so, <laughs> so we get back to the debriefing and everything we talk about everything that, that happened and so we're Did all you get the guy so yeah, yeah okay, okay so uh so anyway so we get back to the uh pd and um the, we're getting ready to leave the debriefing and the sergeant's just like, is nobody gonna bring up the fact that Kyle stopped for gas and still made it back to the front of the pack? <laughs> like, I thought we had breezed past that. Thanks for bringing it up, Sergeant. God damn it. At least I didn't let my dog get loose. <laughs> we still caught the guy, all right? Fuck. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, to answer your question, no, no one was going to bring it up. So, uh, on a similar related story to that, one of uh, uh, a older gentleman that worked for the same institution that you do was telling me the other day that uh, they had a high speed chase through town. It was probably thirty years ago, and the uh, chief called it off because it was getting dangerous. Well, there was a picture in the paper of them chasing this guy multiple miles down road from where it was called off. And he said he's never had an ass chewing like that before. <laughs> that usually doesn't end up well. <laughs> like, uh, my radio was uh, acting up. I didn't really get that memo. <laughs> You're breaking <sighs> up. What? Going uh, through a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do we even know how long we're... I, I don't even know. Do we know uh, it's the beginning a, of this saved or no? We don't I, know. I don't know. I it's hope it's saved. I'm, tragic. I'm not sure. We had a bit of a uh, a, a bit of a technical difficulty yeah. here. Some uh, hardware met some software. And... <laughs> anyway, oh, uh, I think we're at around two hours. Okay, well, <laughs> let's, let's finish this up. We had a fan-submitted snap-on part uh, number for okay. you. All right. Let me dig it up here. Talk amongst yourselves, please. So, Jeremy, what have you learned on this podcast? Well, um, I've learned that Dozer makes his wife pay him back. Okay. That's right. Um, no, no free rides. That's how you raise liberals. B-A-B, as someone once said. Build a oh, individual yes. who is mm. 
also a female. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dozer pays his wife back. Got it. No, well, he makes she his pays wife me back. back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, I, <laughs> I learned Sam writes papers with his ass. <laughs> I write what? <laughs> writes papers with his ass. Oh. <laughs> and old people do better underwater. <laughs> so basically, people our age, we're screwed if we get in the yeah. water. Yeah. Young people and old people. All right. Okay. Um, I have learned that uh, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to law and always be polite to your police officers. There you go. <clears throat> so Rebecca sent in this part number for you to guess. Oh, geez. It, I will give you a hint. It is a blue point. Uh uh, tool. Okay. It is the AT265A. It's an air tool. Okay. Yes, it is. I assume. Uh, 265. This is pretty, this is probably the most obscure thing that they sell. Like, this is you know, on a scale. Extended cutoff tool. Nope. Long cutoff tool. Nope. Kind of not. No. It is kind of no, no. Well, it is the pinstripe removal tool. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. I knew you probably wouldn't get that one. You yeah, probably don't sell. Never that sold one very that. Often. Never sold that. So, well, hopefully, we still have most of this episode. Hopefully, if not, we'll just do it again. I guess. I yeah. guess. All right. Anyway, so <clears throat> any final thoughts for us, Jeremy? Yeah. Um. No, just always remember that if you run antique or extended use uh, antique uh, license plates on your Illinois uh, car or truck, you can run a uh, a vintage plate of that model year of that manufacturer year um, in lieu of your Illinois license plate. Okay, I mean it's got to be an Illinois plate, so uh, you just need to keep your original plates with you. And, and yeah, yeah, so Jeremy runs seventy seven license seventy three. Uh, well, other sorry, Jeremy Sherwood. Oh. Run 77 license plates on a 77 square body. I've never noticed your license plates on your 73 mm-hmm. Roadrunner. Yep. Very interesting. Okay, that's cool. I'll have to find me some 62 plates. I assume eBay has The old Falcon. I, I, uh, may swap have, mates. I, I may have a set for you. Yeah, 1962. Uh, a lot of times you go to swap mates and they have them like by year for that exact purpose. So Okay. I've got a set of 74 somewhere for the dart, but I figured I'd probably just keep my antique plates on there just... Because I'm running a high tendency of drawing attention. So. Fair enough. Well, we can't look up the uh, other ones. I would run the other ones, it sounds like. <laughs> Noted. What else did I learn on this podcast? <laughs> run fictitious plates on your automobiles. Legally fictitious. Okay. <laughs> oh. right. Well, we appreciate you being on. Well, thank you for yeah, having thanks, me. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, guys, thanks for riding along with us. Uh, as always, email in at askshortstorylong at gmail.com. Get a hold of us on Facebook or individually or on the podcast page. And uh, I guess we'll catch you on the next one. See you later. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and trying to kiss me riding dirty. Trying to kiss me riding dirty. Trying to kiss me riding dirty. Catch me riding dirty, trying to catch me riding dirty, trying to catch me riding dirty, trying to catch me riding dirty.
see me lean. I'm tense, so it ain't easy to be seen. When you see me ride by, they can see the gleam. I shine on the deck in the TV screen. Riding with a new chick, she like cola. Up next to the PlayStation controller. It's a full clip in my pistol. Send a jacker into a coma. Girl, you ain't on crazy like crazy. Bone just trying to bone, ain't trying to have no babies. Ride clean as hell, so I pull in ladies. Laws on patrol, and you know they hate me. The music turn all the way up into the maximum. I can speak to some niggas, try to jack for some. But we packing something, and what we have for um, we have a nigga locked up in the maximum. Security sale, I'm gripping O. Music loud, and I'm tipping slow. Twin steady twisting like hit this dough. Police pull up right behind, and it's in his throat. The windows down, gotta stop pollution. City change, niggas like who is that producing? That's the plan skills when we out and cruising. Got warrants in every city except Houston, but I still ain't losing. Check my slab, glove compartment, gotta get my cash Cause the crooked cops try to come up fast And being the baller that I am, I talk to them Giving a damn, but I'm not feeling my attitude When they realize I ain't even riding dirty Bet you'll be leaving with it even matter move I'ma laugh at you and then I have to cruise Jamming number two on some old DJ screw You can't arrest me, plus you can't sue This is the message to the law, tell them we hate you We touch, I tell them that they should have known Tip down, I'm sitting crooked on my chrome Booking my phone, finding a chick I wanna bone Like they couldn't stop me, I'm about to pull up at your home They see me rolling Kiss me riding dirty, tryna 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 kiss me riding dirty. My music's so loud, I'm swinging. They hoping that they gon' kiss me riding dirty, tryna kiss me riding dirty, tryna kiss me riding dirty, tryna kiss me riding, tryna kiss me riding dirty. They see me rolling, they hating, patrolling and tryna kiss me riding dirty, tryna kiss me riding dirty. Kiss me riding dirty, tryna kiss me riding dirty. 